You're listening to coverage of the 2021 Convention of the American Council of the Blind. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to the ACB General Session for Monday, July 19, 2021. Broadcast on ACB Media One. 10.30 a.m. Call to order. Pledge of Allegiance. J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows. 10.40 a.m. ACB Business. ACB Sponsored Recognitions. Tony Stevens, Director of Development, Alexandria, Virginia. 10.50 a.m. Candidate Speeches. 11 a.m. Sponsor Presentation. Google. 11.15 a.m. ACB Angels Presentations. 11.30 a.m. ACB Election Affiliates Roll Call. Presiding Officer Mark Reichert, First Vice President, False Church, Virginia. 12 p.m. International Perspective. How are the winds blowing in the Caribbean? Kenneth Surat, Executive Officer, Trinidad and Tobago, Blind Welfare Association, Port of Spain, Trinidad and Tobago. Cheryl Adams, President, Voice of the Disabled and National Society of and for the Blind. Georgetown, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And Desmond Brown, President, Bahamas Alliance of the Blind and Visually Impaired, Nassau, Bahamas. 12.30 p.m., Scholarship Presentations. 12.50, Break. 1.05 p.m., Presentation of the Vernon Henley Media Award. Deb Cook-Lewis, Board of Publications, Clarkston, Washington. 1.20 p.m., News from the National Library Services for the Blind and Print Disabled, NLS. Jason Yesner, Interim Director, Washington, D.C. And Mark Santiglia, Chief NLS Patron and Network Engagement Division, Washington, D.C. 1.30 p.m., Election Results. Nominations for Next Election. Door Prizes and Announcements. This concludes the ACB General Assembly announcements for Monday, July 20th. It's auction time again. The ACB Diamond Jubilee Auction will be held Tuesday, July 20th, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. Over 100 items, including exciting vacations, scrumptious treats, the latest technology, and unique crafts will all be available for your bidding pleasure, all to raise money for ACB. If you've registered for convention, you're ready to bid. You can join on Zoom or listen on ACB Media One to get in on all the fun. If you just can't wait until auction night, watch your email for more information on how you can participate in the Appetizer Auction, July 14th and 15th, with great items up for bid several times each day. For a list of auction items, visit acb.org slash 2021 diamond jubilee auction. So get those bids ready and let's raise some money for ACB at the Diamond Jubilee Auction. We'll see you there. Today is Monday, July 19th. Coming up today at the ACB Convention Day 4, 
Morning General Sessions, listen on ACB Media 1 on Mainstream with candidate speeches, ACB elections, scholarship presentations, ACB Angels, Google Presentation, and more. Key topic sessions today include diabetes education, fall prevention, traffic considerations, LGBTQ civil rights, workforce and non-traditional sports, and more. Post the audio description in the Performing Arts panel. A night at the opera, family feud, and more evening socials. For the full schedule of events, visit acbmedia.org calendar. Visit acbconvention.org to register. And for more information, hashtag ACB21. If you have convention-related questions, call our convention information desk at 888-444-8230 or email them at acb.info.helpdesk at gmail.com. You can reach an information desk representative between 9 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, if you need technological assistance during the convention, send an email to acb.tech.help at gmail.com. Don't have access to email? Don't worry about it. We got you covered. The convention desk can contact the tech desk on your behalf. Once again, the phone number to remember, 888-444-8230. This message in your interest from your friends at ACB Media. And have a great convention. The American Council of the Blind turned 60 years old on July 7, 2021. We're celebrating through July 6, 2022 with a development drive goal to raise $60,000 for 60 years of success. During our 60-year history, ACB has become a leader internationally, nationally, statewide, and locally through its advocacy efforts. With 68 affiliates, ACB strives to improve the quality of life for all people who are blind or visually impaired. We know our work's not done. We will continue moving forward, demanding more accessibility, and advocating for the rights of equality for our members and all people living with vision loss. Help us to meet our goal by making a contribution for the success of future generations. Donate today at www.acb.org donate 60FOR60. Good morning. Good morning. All right. All right. We are we are getting rolling here in Alexandria. How you doing? How you echo. doing, Tony? I know. I know. We are all just uh, did you get sleep last night? <laughs> Who needs sleep? It's Who needs time. sleep? I know. I we can been up at resolutions all night anyways. Go so on adrenaline. Sleep? That's right. Adrenaline. Yeah, we <laughs> Excitement. Yeah, we're gonna go live now, everybody in the studio audience. Oh, good morning I thought we to everybody were. that's okay. been getting good their morning. seats. Hey, Kelly in down. the background. Hey, hey. <laughs> I imagine Eric's there. Good morning. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Greetings to everybody in the audience right now. We're getting started. I'm just checking in with Kelly. Kelly, are we Zooming? Are we, uh, are we live? Yeah. We are hot. Well, we've been on we Media say. One for a while. I came in, uh, yeah. So, okay, well, wonderful. Very good. Well, good morning to everybody on ACB Media One, the new ACB Media Network. Yeah. And I'm Tony Stevens, and I've got with me the fearless hostess. You got Debbie Hazelton. I've been here for Debbie a while. Hazleton. Yeah, good morning. Hey, Debbie. Good Debbie's morning. been holding down the fort while we were just trying to figure That's out the right. mics uh, here in Alexandria. That's right. Yeah. So, um, but we're not alone today. We have a special guest. 
with us, one of our one of our premier sponsors for the uh, for the event. So uh, we're excited to have Matt Ader with us here from Vespero. Matt, good morning. Good morning, Tony. How are you today? I'm good. Excellent. You sound much more serious than a few minutes ago. We were, uh, we're, we're, we're <laughs> getting our mics around trying yeah, to get yeah. mics ready. It was much yeah. more jolly in a sense. Yeah, yeah, of but, course. Uh, we're on camera now, so we're so Yeah, well, now we have to be serious. Well, I'm wearing a coat today. I usually don't wear a sports coat, but I right. think since I'm having company over. Yeah, and I, I dress down with my uh, Vespero jersey. Hey, Matt. Cool. I love good hearing morning. you. I love hearing you in Clubhouse and with us on the ACB uh, community program that you've been bringing. I love my I love my Vespero. I love Jaws. So you know you're in good company. Well, we're happy to hear that, and thank you very much for the great mm-hmm. support. Yeah. So uh, we're going to just take care of some business real quick, and then we're going to chat with Matt in a minute. But Patty's here as well for a mini mall minute. Good morning, yes. Patty. Good morning. Good. What morning. do we got today in Louisville? Uh well, we have not so pretty skies, but mm. uh oh, you're not selling those though. They're yeah, not don't on sell sale. The weather, just sell the uh, mini mall <laughs> items. Um, so we have our new power bank. Now this power bank is uh, kind of like our old mega power bank. It does have ten thousand um, AMHs, and it has a couple of things. It has a wireless charging circle and you can feel it it's very tactile so you would know where to put your phone and then it also has two usb ports that is one and a 2.1 output and that large power bank is 69 dollars. we also have um, small power banks now these power banks um, you can take along with you they come with the carabiner Um, they come in red and black and they have the ACB logo on it, as well as the big one. The small one is $35. We have a blood pressure machine. Um, it's for your wrist. Um, it's got large print. Um, and it lights up. And depending on if how high your blood pressure is, if it is yellow, green, or red, red obviously means maybe you might want to call the doctor. And that blood pressure machine is... $32. And we also have our sound spa that is $25. Today, our masks, yeah. our masks are on sale. It's the steal the deal. They're one for five, two for nine, and four for 15. They come in 27 awesome colors. So you, you can get your favorite color. Um, and we have the ear savers also. And um, everything's on sale. Give us a call. The number is 877-969-MALL. That is 6255. Awesome. Patty, thank you so much. Thank Thanks so you. Much. And I, I think I'm going to need that blood pressure. Uh, <laughs> I am, oh, no. I've been feeling it the past few days. So I think oh, there's boy. definitely uh, probably going to be, if, if anything on the list today is needed, it's that one. So well, wonderful. Stay, stay dry if the weather's not feeling too good in Louisville. So Maybe thanks so much that's- for joining us. Maybe Thank that you. sound machine yep. would be good for relaxation. <laughs> yeah, better than the uh, than the party in the hotel oh last night gosh. down in the lobby. Oh, no. <laughs> we rolled in, what was it, about midnight? Kelly is uh, off screen here. Thanks to oh. Kelly, who's helping get everything set up on our Zoom. Yes, Kelly, Kelly good morning. Staff, so. Oh, yep. thank you, um, Patty. Yes, indeed. So- so we've got a uh, we've got a lot in store today, don't we? Yeah, we sure do. Oh my gosh, we have got so many things with our general session to continue with voting, 
And uh, I know lots of workshops this afternoon. I know I'll be streaming the one about uh, navigating the healthcare system. And uh, I think to Mobility and Beyond has some other things today. I can look that up while we're talking with uh, Matt. You look it up, and I'm going to I'm going to chat here with Mr. Matt. Absolutely, and maybe, uh, very good. Maybe give us a yeah some other little nuggets of uh, great great events today. We've got 166 over the course of the whole week, so there's something for everybody. It's kind of like a buffet in Vegas. I feel like this week in terms of programming. But hey, Matt, how are you doing? Good morning. I'm, I'm doing good. Yourself? Thanks for rolling yeah. out. I am fabulous. Uh, it's nice to have a real guest, a human being next to me now we, we haven't had this in a long time i know so just welcome. after after the last what I, I don't even know how many months it's been is it 17 months i yes Something like we'll that. say yes it feels like 17 months. years it does yeah. it does yeah and mm-hmm. um it is good to get back and you know i mean it, it helps to get the vaccine and be able to do it you know? it is so, yeah so for for me i'm i'm glad to be out and about and and uh traveling to see clients and stuff like that again and and talking about uh you know getting out solving problems right well so. talk to us about some of the problems you're you've you've been solving and some of the some of the hot things on vespero's plate right now so it's, i uh, you know there's a lot of um i'll tell you it's interesting the last year you know you you adapt to what some of the needs are and you know everybody getting pushed to working from home or or other things related to having to live on zoom every day, right. Or <laughs> teams every day or whatever, yeah. whatever that platform is, you know, that, that had us all shift as well. Our, our needs and requirements. And back in, in January, we added, you know, volume control straight from the, the keyboard for JAWS. So you didn't have to go into the volume control menus and change things, which was very complicated for a lot of users. So that was a big deal. Um, and, you know, we'll have some more stuff coming out in the fall and, and to adapt to more things about, you know, conference calls and meetings and things like that and how it relates to um, audio on the on the computer. So I'm looking forward to that. And that'll come out in the fall release. But, you know, the, um, you know, big deal during the convention time is obviously for us to, you know, provide the discounts on the software, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, you know, 20% off during the convention for software is, is there to help. You know, we know that not everybody can afford a copy of JAWS uh, or ZoomText. Um, and so, you know, several years ago, you probably remember we we switched to um, offering a home annual license. So, you know, before you you could buy a home perpetual license, you know, buy it and forget it mm-hmm. for you know eight hundred bucks, nine hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, whatever it is in the United States. I love my home annual. Yeah, it makes a big difference. And yeah. you know, for you know, during the show, it's I think it's seventy six dollars a year, and that's a you know, for people who are on fixed incomes, I know it's still not perfect. It'd be great if we, you know, we're not set up really to do monthly charges like Netflix and Amazon because of the volume, Mm -hmm. you know, we do, we just don't do the same volume. Yeah. Um, But I would say that, you know, if you look in the last couple of years, that made a big difference for people to have that home annual. It made a big difference to create some of these features. We, we added a feature back in, in May called the um, email thread navigation. And for those of you who use Outlook, um, this was a big deal because we we all get hundreds of emails. Mm-hmm. I can probably tell Kelly's over there probably responding to at least forty as we speak on this <laughs> time this morning. And my my inbox crested a thousand yesterday. And, so and I it's, hear you. And it's yeah. just dreadful, right? Yeah. And if you open up the latest email yeah. within a thread, you know, you used to have to go past the signature of somebody and then arrow through all the froms and the twos mm-hmm. and the CCs. 
And that took a lot of time for um, a screen reader user because it, it stopped at every name, every email address. And so 20 people became 40 down arrows. Yeah, yeah. You know, and now with the letter N, you just skip right past it, which nice. is a big plus. In um, for nice on that one. In for nice. <laughs> and if you want to go in reverse order, it's shift N. And, and it's all about productivity because it's a sighted person can just scroll their screen to the next message. And a blind person can't do that. We, mm-hmm. we, we didn't have, and I don't know why we didn't think about this a long time ago, but you know, we, everybody does this on the web with headings and landmarks and different things like that, because you can hit H to go to the next heading, but no one ever thought about, Hey, we need to do something similar in the body of an email. Right. And emails, you know, where we spend more time than we do on the web. Mm. You know, if you think about the work, I mean, mm-hmm. you just said you had a thousand to go through, right? Yeah. I, I would just hit control A, which is select all. And yeah. then there's a delete key <laughs> and see if anybody checks back in and says yeah. I didn't respond. <laughs> I like that idea. I like that idea. My, my favorite emails, not to, not to let anybody know my secret, but my favorite emails are the junk mail. Uh, because that's one email I don't have to reply to. Yeah. 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 It's like the best thing is hitting delete key on something that you don't have to get involved in. Yeah. yeah it's terrible to say that, but. Um, I'll second so yeah, that. I mean, so I, Although I, sometimes my junk mail is really good deals in like foreign exchange uh, currency programs and things. I find and, some, you know, or, or spam or, yeah, spam, or, yeah, you know, or some like, kind uh, of um, I, I think I own or, six oil rigs right now somewhere yeah. <laughs> in, in the Middle East. I'm not sure where. You know, that guy I send them the money. If you, go to, the money, bank, I think if you good. go to the bank for them, yeah, yeah, there's that's, $10 that's, million dollars waiting for yeah, you. And it's yeah. still going to be there someday, they promise. So yeah, yeah, And that's something we added this year, which is kind of interesting. Fishing is not fishing as I'm going out to the stream with a fishing pole like you do with your boys. Mm-hmm. Okay. But fishing is one of the most um, dangerous things that, that we're being affected with in computing today. And what fishing is with a pH, not an F um, is when you have a link that um, infects your computer and it looks like it's from somebody, you know, it looks like it's from Tony. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but then if you looked at the address of that person, it would be Tony at, I don't know, I'm going to steal your money.com. Yeah. Right. And this isn't this Tony. And, um, but you think it's from Tony Stevens. So you open it and you have an attachment, you open the attachment because it says, Hey, this is how, this is how you're going to get your um, bank account from me. Mm -hmm. And you think it's real because it came from Tony and that's who you expect it to come from. And that's what phishing is. And so in the, release and I want to say it was February or March, we added a feature where you can check the address of a link before you click it. Right. And again, the purpose is to try to protect users from, you know, because the link says click here. Mm -hmm. So you assume click here is like, I'm supposed to just press enter and that's good to go. And I, I, I worry about, I mean, we've all been affected by our, you know, parents, um, you know, getting scammed by phone calls. We all get these calls from, Oh, you know, yeah. places like the yeah. IRS or the SSB, yeah. and they're not calling us, by the way, but they, no. you th- you know, they make it sound like they are somebody telling you have a virus on your computer and oh, yeah. call yes. immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or they're selling you some kind of uh, warranty on your car. Right. And none of that's real. And so the same goes with computing, right? We get so many emails that are not safe. So, you know, the keystroke is, is pretty easy. It's control insert F7. I would say that it's a piano keystroke. So you have to have piano hands mm-hmm. to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. 
or you can just press insert F7 and bring up the list of links, choose the link you want, but don't press enter on it and, and press insert page down to read the address of the link. Oh, and these oh, kind of things yeah. just make it easier for somebody to check the address, make sure it came from ACB, not from something else. And um, not to suggest that ACB would send out junk mail. It's just that there are people who spam, you know, events. It, 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 yeah, yeah it, it, that good. is a great because a sighted person too. Sometimes you can physically they put their physically mouse over see, it. yeah, and it'll show it. Yeah, but yeah it that's that's a great. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, the idea of just personal security as well as the workflow solutions you all are are hammering out just to improve our workflows in the office space and things like that. With just email alone, because this has been a year of email compared to yes. meeting people in person. It's no, that's threads excellent. and threads. So yeah, and, I'm, and and we're thrilled to support the convention. Um, you know, we yeah. have the office hours as we speak from 10 to one, um, Eastern time, you'll, you can go to, um, uh, I, I think our, we have our own posting, but I'm sure it's on a, uh, ACB posting as well, but it's vispero.com forward slash events forward slash ACB 2021. You can read about the show specials. Right. You can see what sessions going on. Like right now, I think they're talking about scanning and uh, reading mm-hmm. scanning devices where it scans and reads back to you. To, and then at 11 is Eric going to talk about what's new in software and, and 12, I think they're talking about um, portable video magnification. So wide range of topics every day from, from today until Thursday from 10 to one in the uh, exhibit hall. I think we call them office hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's what we're calling. Yeah. It gives me flashbacks to college that makes me feel a little <laughs> weary, but yeah. You, you office don't want office hours, no. Yeah, no, our office hour, well, our office hours here have been 24-7 during conventions. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. Well, fantastic, Matt. Thank you as always. It's Thank always so you. nice to, to have you be, to be, to be a, a, a guest and, here at ACB. Yeah. And uh, we can't wait till next year in Omaha when we can actually get our hands on whatever new toys you all have out, too. Yeah, and, and I want to do... And stuff like that. I want to do, like, a corn maze when we're there. Because aren't we in corn country? We should find yeah. a corn maze. I think? think Nebraska Cornhuskers. That's their yes. uh, mascot. Yeah. I guess he's a... You're a corn... Yeah. Corn well, and, uh, Jim, you're what the mascot is. I'll be there in a month checking it out, so I'm excited to come out to Omaha. Um, so, Debbie, yeah, any any big convention news? We, what's our time, too? We need to be... Oh, uh, we're just about... Uh, oh. 20, well, we're just about almost five minutes away. I'm so happy to see a lot more on diabetes in this last year. It's been, we've been streaming a whole lot more on it. We've been putting out a lot more. Um, no, the health and Wellness. Diabetic Action Affiliate, yeah, they've been yes, doing a great job. they really and, have, uh, and I think their affiliate yeah. has been growing quite a bit. They have been growing, and it's in, in the Health and Wellness, our Get Up and Get Moving campaign is focusing right. heavily on diabetes, public awareness, and outreach on diabetic issues, so... So we're excited about that campaign and excited that they have such a robust, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that you, you know, have to go in for clinical visits to get a lot of this information that's available for free for people listening in or for those that register for the convention. Thank you for those for supporting. We're going to be hearing from our individual sponsors today. Uh, yes. They're not alphabetized people. I had to record 500 names the other oh night, over 500. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, so the lot. whole purpose is you have to listen in to everybody to listen to your name. <laughs> to find but your thank name. thank you so much yes, to all indeed. of our sponsors. We'll be sharing that during our, our opening session or our general session in a few minutes. But That's great. Uh, where can we go to get the calendar again, Debbie? Because it is this is a lot of stuff going oh on. Oh, my gosh. ACBmedia.org. I believe it's ACBmedia.org slash calendar. I think that's, that's what right. it is. That's right, yeah. ACBmedia.org. And the podcast will slowly be trickling out through all the tracks uh, between now and the end of August. So if you missed something today, subscribe to our eight podcast tracks for the convention. 
And we've got the health and wellness track, technology, advocacy, all those tracks. So subscribe to those and we're, get locked in. We're replaying general session overnight from the day on Media One. <coughs> Excuse me. And by the end of the week, uh, we will replay all of the general sessions on Media One through that weekend. And then we will move them all to Media Eight and on Media Nine for a week. And on Media Nine, we'll add prime time events uh, over over uh, the following week, and then we'll nice. gradually roll out podcasts. Wonderful. So, so wow. we, we still got Matt here, and we oh, got about good. five more minutes. Um, any other any other big items, Matt? You can't. Uh, there's no one listening right now. Any secrets no, no, you can what, tell no, us or anything, well, or any? So, uh, so I think. <laughs> tell me, tell me about the campaign you guys are doing right now. The sixty. Oh, the sixty for sixty. Yeah. Well, we are going to be making a big announcement. Unless you want to yeah. make it here on the air. But no, we, I mean, well, we I, can, I thought you said something last night about it. Yeah, so, it's, so we it's can there. we can we can yeah. talk about uh, you know, uh, the sparrows. Uh, we we need to get together the email blast as well. But um, you know, we it's our sixtieth anniversary, our sixtieth annual conference and convention, and we are so excited and thankful for Vespero to step up to the plate and really challenge us all in ways that we can give more to that campaign uh, by making a very very generous donation. So. Um, and, and it's going to really help us in the, in the sense of really helping launch this campaign over the next well, year. I think that's the key, right? I mean, if you're going to have a 60 for 60, it's, it's let's get it started. Yeah. Right. And, and, and right. You, thanks to you and Tom and everybody at, at Vespero and the whole team really for being just such great partners with us over the years and, and to have you all come in and, and give us a contribution. It's, it's fantastic. So we're going to be doing a match, um, up to, did we announce it last night? The amount I, I was working on editing. No, I last don't night. believe we did. Yeah, so uh, there's going to be a blurb going out. Unless Eric's listening right now, and he'll knock on the door. Yeah, he'll bang. And on we the can wall. bang on the wall. <laughs> He's literally right behind us. So, yeah. oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, but we are, um, you know, ecstatic for Vesperos. Uh, so yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, it's you know, one thing that if you, um, I think, um, if you've seen the last year, we've, you know, we believe in our partnership with ACB. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done a lot with the community calls once a week. I think they're at three o'clock on three o'clock Eastern time on, Keep on them Thursdays. Coming. Keep them coming. Um, looking forward to more of those, yes. um, the clubhouse events. It's about, you know, communicating with the customer mm-hmm. and, um, you know, ACB is a big component of those customers and, you know, the members, um, uh, knowing we're out here providing these, you know, the training either through podcasts, which you can, you can ask, I think uh, you guys refer to her as the A-Lady. You can ask <laughs> yeah. her to uh, to play the latest Freedom Scientific Training podcast. You can Good. Uh, get it on YouTube. There's lots of great content from YouTube webinars, uh, the Community Calls Clubhouse. We're there for the community, for ACB, and, and um, you know, just continue to provide us feedback because, you know, if, if we're not giving you what you need, we need to know it. And that's the one thing I ask. Well, and thank you so much for being able to keep, you know, your, your team working on office hours here and still being able to engage because convention is always that wonderful chance to really, truly talk one-on-one with all the folks from Vespero. I mean, the, the true knowledge experts and, and not just the products you, you work with, but the field of accessibility you all have been leading for decades. So, yeah, we, you know, it's, it's, we don't, you know, everybody in this does it for the passion of the industry. Okay. I mean, you'll hear Eric during the call at 11 in the, um, in the exhibit hall, Eric Damry. And, you know, he's been around the company for 25 years plus. And, 
um, you know, there's nobody else who's more passionate about this. You know, it's people mm-hmm. like that who've been, you know, his father was losing his vision. He got into this industry at that point. And, um, so it's a, it's, it's um, pretty powerful about the passion side. And if you haven't seen the video, there's a, a great video. Um, Lucy Edwards from the UK did a, a YouTube video on this Sparrow and, and posted on YouTube. And it's kind of cool because she talks about, you know, um, how Ted Henner started the company oh, back yes. when he started Henner Joyce and how he lost oh. his eyesight in a car crash. And oh, gosh, he was, yes. you know, was in the UK. He didn't lose his eyesight from the motorcycle riding, but he was in there for, he was a racing motorcycles. Mm. Wonderful guy. You know, sad that he lost that mm-hmm. passion, you know, that he had for motorcycles. Not the opposite of zero to 60 from 60 yeah. to zero. Like oh, yeah. That. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. And so you know, he had gotten in a car wreck and, and that changed his path and, and, um, you know, developed Henner Joyce, you know, eventually Freedom Scientific, you know, with the joining of Blazy and, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, uh, Stone and open book software and stuff wow. like that. And so, you know, now the Sparrow with, um, enhanced vision, Optilic, Freedom Scientific and TPG Interactive, yeah. you know, Very wide cool. mix of, of mm-hmm. solutions for the blindness community. And so, you know, we, we believe in them, um, you know, what we can do to continue to help people. And if, and if we're not developing what you guys need, you need to tell us. You guys and are awesome. Well, awesome. and thank you for, thank for, you for extending that, that hand in that ear. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, you all haven't been just been leading the way you've been literally paving the way since really a lot of this stuff was born in terms of accessibility. So, mm-hmm. and everything that's going on at like Passiella group and the accessibility on the backend systems and just fixing so many problems in the world. Um, thank you. So yeah, on behalf you, of ACD, you thank you. Thank you. See, um, you know, you should start seeing, you know, JAWS in different kiosk solutions, self-service kiosk solutions. You'll, for those in Maryland, can go to Millersville McDonald's yeah. and, and wow. check out uh, JAWS in a kiosk. And, yeah. Wow, um, that's cool. Uh, pay for your food on your own and plug mm-hmm. in. You know, just bring your headphones yeah. just like you do an ATM. Cool. Yeah. Again, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank we are right we at 1030. All We're right. so excited to have Matt and Vespero and all mm-hmm. of our sponsors. We're going to be hearing thank from you. the corporate sponsors. A thank you to them, uh, all of our sponsors okay. in this session. Uh, but Debbie, thanks so thank much for you. hanging in there and holding you down bet. the fort at the beginning. All right. Heading over to the webinar. I think we're going to make the handoff to uh, thank Boston. You bet. Thank you. Wow. What an exciting night we had last night. And we're looking forward today to our first ever virtual contested election. Uh, I would like to remind you all, please have your voter codes ready to go when the individual vote starts. So remember, you either received a Braille or large print letter with your voter code on it and instructions, or you received an email with that included your voter code with the ability to click and vote electronically. So we had a wonderful mock election. I know everybody has practiced one time, but please Uh, Remember to get your voter code and be ready to go. For those of you who got an email, that came out on July 6th at about 7 o'clock Eastern. So if you need to page down and find it in your email stack. And again, if you got your uh, code information from Vote Now on Braille or large print, please find that letter and your code and make sure you're ready to vote when we have that opportunity. I'd also like to welcome everybody Uh, around the country and around the world to ACB Media Network and ACB Media One Mainstream, our flagship station. Hopefully, 
Uh, you'll enjoy the festivities today. Special thanks to, to Debbie Hazelton, to Rick Morin, who are staff supporting ACB Media, as well as Tony Stevens, Deb Cook-Lewis, Jeff Bishop, and so many others from our broadcast team and staff who have worked so hard uh, to get this convention ready to go for you and hopefully is pro are providing you multiple options to enjoy the convention today. So with that, welcome everybody. I call day two of the annual business meeting of the American Council of the Blind to order. And I'd now like to introduce for our Pledge of Allegiance today, you heard them all last night, weren't they a wonderful group of folks, our J.P. Morgan Chase Fellows. So Anthony, Natalie, Becky, Greg, and Winter for our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands. One nation, under God. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Thank you so much, J.P. Morgan Chase Fellows, for the wonderful Pledge of Allegiance. Thank you, thank you so much for that wonderful Pledge of Allegiance. I would now like to recognize Tony Stevens, our Director of Development from Baltimore, Maryland, to read our corporate sponsors for this year's 2021 convention. Tony. Stevens, Director of Development for the American Council of the Blind. I'm excited to share with you today our corporate sponsors for the 60th Annual ACB National Conference and Convention. So here we go for our diamond sponsors, Microsoft, Google, J.P. Morgan Chase and Company, Comcast, and Facebook. For our Emerald sponsors, Charter Spectrum, Vespero, Amazon, Verizon, Vanda Pharmaceutical, and for our Ruby sponsors, TrackPhone Wireless Incorporated, Ira. Waymo, National Cable and Telecom Association, AT&T, LinkedIn, Perkins School for the Blind, Cruise, and Adobe. For our Onyx sponsors, Democracy Live and Humanware. For our Coral sponsors, National Industries for the Blind, National Library Services, and Library Users of America. And for our Walk sponsors, the Macular Degeneration Foundation, National Industries for the Blind, and Vanda Pharmaceutical. Thanks to all of our corporate partners for supporting this year's conference and convention. Thank you, Tony, and what a wonderful group of sponsors, and we thank them so much for their participation in our 2021 conference and convention. Next, I'm honored to introduce Ralph Smitherman from Jackson, Mississippi, the chair of our Credentials Committee, to give the second and final report from the Credentials Committee. Following Ralph's report, we will then lower hands in the Zoom room to allow for a motion to be made and approved by our membership. Ralph, welcome. All right. Thank you, Mr. President. It's good to be here this morning. Uh, once again, our credentials committee would like to thank the ACB National Office for their diligence in helping us put together this credentials report. And I want to thank the committee for their effort as well. Credentials also wants to continue to encourage all affiliates to use the AMMS program and get your information in on time. All things are in order and in place for credentials this year. Thank you. 
Thank you, Ralph. And now I would like to make sure through uh, that over on the web side of our Zoom presentation that uh, hear from Nancy Becker and Rick Morin that all of our hands are lowered. So I wait for confirmation from Nancy and Rick. We're ready to go, Dan. All right. All hands have been lowered. Correct. Ralph, would you please read your motion from the Credentials Committee? Yes, thank you, Mr. President. Here's the motion. On behalf of the Credentials Committee, I make a motion that the affiliate votes verified by the Secretary last evening, together with any amendments thereto, with all ACB members certified by the record date, June 16, 2021, shall constitute the voting body for ACB business sessions. Thank you, Ralph. The motion has been made. All hands are lowered. I now will ask all members on Zoom, please raise your hand to vote aye in favor of approval of the credentials motion. Again, please raise your hand. Again, that is Alt-Y on your PC. Command shift Y on your Mac, star nine on your phone, and I believe it's in the middle lower section of your iPhone app. So please, all members voting in the Zoom room, raise your hand I to approve the credentials motion. And leave your hands up. We're at 166 of 224. We are at 166 of 224. That is well over 50%. So I declare that the motion is accepted from our credentials committee. Thank you, uh, Ralph, chair of the credentials committee for your motion. And thank you, membership, for approving our credentials. Thank you so much, Ralph. You're welcome. Next, it is my honor to, to present uh, speakers for two candidates for the office of first vice president. So coming out of nominating was the first candidate, Deb Cook-Lewis from Clarkston, Washington, retired program director from the University of Washington. And the nominated from the floor is our second candidate for first vice president elections today, Mark Reichert from Falls Church, Virginia, immediate, excuse me, interim executive director for the Association of Education and Rehabilitation for the Blind and Visually Impaired. The candidate that came out of nominating will be first on the slate for us to hear from their speakers. Their two, uh, Deb Cook-Lewis's two speakers are Jeff Bishop, from the state of Washington, and Janet Dickelman from the state of Minnesota. The two, um, the two candidates have, I mean, excuse me, the two speakers have up to a total of five minutes to speak on behalf of their candidates. Rick Morin will be our timer today. Jeff Bishop, you are the first speaker for uh, Deb Cook-Lewis. Uh, do you want any time prompts from Rick as you go through your remarks today. Yes, thank you, Dan. Uh, sure, I'll take a uh, time at two minutes, please, and 2.15 and 2.30, please. 
Okay, so Rick, if you could please notify Jeff at two minutes, two minutes and 15 seconds and 2.30. Uh, thank you, Jeff. Please proceed when you are comfortable. Thank you for, for participating. Good morning. My name is Jeff Bishop, and I'm speaking for Deb Lewis this morning. Deb Lewis is running for first vice president of this organization and has a wealth of leadership experience, which I believe makes her well-suited for this position. Deb has worked in over 43 years in the state of Washington and has been involved with consumer organizations since 1978 and with ACB since 1993. She's managed many social programs as well as overseeing a $5 million budget at the state level. She has a wide technical background and is well-suited to be able to help us and guide us throughout our journey on our three- to five-year plan for this organization. We have some very aggressive goals in this organization, and it's going to take leadership that Deb possesses to be able to help guide us through that process. Deb has a lot of very kind and soft-hearted traits as well. She is currently appointed by the governor for the State Human Rights Commission, and is really someone that we've always been able to go to for pretty much anything inside this organization. Deb Lewis played a pivotal role in ensuring that ACB Radio was licensed and legal and set for the future. We wouldn't have been able to do it without her. She's absolutely pivotal. She served four terms as state treasurer with no audit Two issues minutes. whatsoever. I would strongly encourage all of you to vote for Deb. I think that she's the right leader for the right time. And I think with the tremendous traits that she has in, as an individual and the, the ability to be able to work with teams in a team spirit, she'll be able to help us into the future. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Jeff. That was two and a half minutes. So I next we'll introduce... Um, Janet Dickelman from Minneapolis, speaking on behalf of Deb, you have a remaining two and a half minutes. Uh, how would you, um, Janet, do you want any timing cues? Two minutes would be great. At two minutes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. All right. Janet, please start when you are comfortable. Good morning. First of all, I want to make it very clear that I, although I am the convention coordinator for ACB, I am not a paid member of the staff nor am I a contractor. I do this strictly as a volunteer so that I have no conflict of interest introducing Deb Cook-Lewis as a candidate for first vice president. If you've read the candidates forum and you've listened to Jeff, you know how hard Deb works. She's worked tirelessly as a member of board of publications and uh, later as the, co as the chair of BOP. She's done this for the last five years. Deb served on the convention steering committee, and she's also served on the public awareness committee, and she takes these responsibilities very seriously. She attends all meetings as, and is an active participant, participant in both committees. I also want to talk about her dedication as I've observed it. She spent a weekend in January streaming and Zoom hosting the ACB of Minnesota convention. She may have uh, assisted your affiliate with their convention also since she's done um, eight, other one, eight other conventions this year. 
and she offers extremely helpful support and dedication when she works with the affiliates for their conventions. Uh, she's handled all the Zoom panelist invitations for ACB's national conference and convention, both in 2020 and in 2021. And this is a huge undertaking involving weeks of preparation with over 300 panelists and 165 sessions. Um, I think Deb knows the convention schedule probably better than I do. And uh, that's saying a lot. Deb is extremely organized. And when she has a timeline, she sticks to it. She immediately Two minutes. responds to phone calls and emails. If she commits to a task, you know that you can count on her. Her word is her bond. ACB needs Deb's calm demeanor, her dedication, and her leadership skills going forward. She has the time and the commitment our organization needs. Please join me in casting your vote for Deb Cook-Lewis. Thank you. Thank you, Janet. Uh, next, we will hear the speakers for our second candidate, Mark Reichert. Uh, the first uh, up to speak, we'll have two two speeches. First from Jeff Tom from California, and then Gabriel Lopez Cafati from Florida. So first, uh, Jeff, you are the first candidate, uh, first speaker for Mark. Uh, how um, how would you like your time to be identified to you by Rick? Two minutes and thirty seconds, please. Two minutes and thirty seconds. Do you want any prompts, or just let him know when we reach when you reach two thirty? Yes, let me know when he when we reach that time. That reach two thirty. Okay. Yes. Now I'd like to introduce Jeff Tom speaking on behalf of Mark Riker. Good morning, ACB. The real winner in this election will not be Deb Kirk Lewis nor Mark Riker, but instead the American Council of the Blind, because we are blessed to have two outstanding candidates. What I want to address today is when you think about who to vote for, you remember the value to ACB of re-electing Mark Reichert as our first vice president. The primary mission of our organization is to advocate for the opportunities and services we need as people who are blind or have low vision. Many of you know Mark as ACB's former resolutions chair or as someone who frequently speaks to our organization at our leadership conferences on policy matters ranging from special education to rehabilitation services to services for older adults with vision loss. What I would like to tell you about Mark is something you may not know as much about. During the past year and a half, as part of my work on behalf of the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, Mark I and I have been in meetings probably twice monthly at least. Mark has represented AER, and I have represented the, the AAVL. The respect in which Mark is held by the blindness field is immense. And in fact, no other blindness advocate in the DC area is held in higher respect from what I can ascertain. It is our mantra that people who are blind or who have low vision know what is best for us, not our sighted peers. And Mark is living proof of this fact and convinces the field of this fact on a daily basis through his expertise, intellect, and passion, as well as by his constant efforts at promoting the ideas of others with vision loss. On the ACB board, Mark talks more sparingly than some officers might, 
But when he feels something must be said for the betterment of the organization, regardless of whether his position is popular or not, he speaks loudly and clearly. Finally, Mark has been forged through personal crisis. But like an article forged in the fire of a blacksmith shop, he has come through his crisis stronger than ever. He is more empathetic, more compassionate, and yes, a better leader for Two the American half. Council of the Blind. In conclusion, when you consider which of these candidates for whom you will vote, I hope you will look at Mark Reichert as he views himself a committed and passionate advocate for the American Council of the Blind and all Americans with vision loss. Please vote for Mark Reichert for First Vice President. Thank you, Jeff. And then, Rick, if you could please provide a time check of how much time Gabriel Lopez Cafati will have left for the remainder of. Yep, two minutes and 12 seconds. Two minutes and 12 seconds. All right. Thank you. Uh, Gabriel, uh, would you like any cues uh, from Rick on time management? Uh, sure, uh, Rick. Uh, uh, the two minute mark, please. Two minute mark. You have a total of two minutes and 12 seconds. Mm -hmm. I'd now like to introduce Gabriel Lopez Gafati to speak on behalf of Mark Riker. Thank you, Dan. And uh, thank you, ACB, for giving me the opportunity to talk about uh, someone who I admire and um, who we, um, as uh, an affiliate, BPI, we have learned so much from Mark in terms of advocacy and um, how to move around and uh, lobbying for the betterment of our community. So um, I want to talk a little bit also about Mark's uh, dedication and passion for diversity. Um, Mark has been an ally of Blind LGBT Pride International for many years. He's actually one of our life members, which is, uh, I take it as proof of his commitment towards fostering and mentoring diversity within the American Council of the Blind. He has been an active member and uh, he's always uh, helping as a bridge between us and, a, and our parent organization. Um, in terms of advocacy, uh, Mark has been a wealth of information and he has been a great resource. He has connections within the blind community that he brings to the table in everything he does. He has um, held positions not only uh, with his current uh, employer, AER, but also with AFB. And in everything he does, uh, Mark is always uh, prioritizing uh, the betterment and uh, employment and uh, accessibility for persons who are blind or visually impaired. So I, I just want to say that uh, these organizations like AER and AFB, I've always said it and I'm impressed, they actually pay Mark for doing this work. And he's offering to be part for another two years of our board of directors in the condition of first vice two president. Minutes and do this um, as a volunteer, as a service of commitment and passion for the American Council of the Blind. So I invite you to uh, support Mark Riker with your Time. vote. Thank you. Thank you, Gabriel. Thank you to all of our speakers for our two candidates for today. We are now at a momentous time in our history of the American Council of the Blind. We will now uh, begin our individual vote on vote now for the uh, for the position of first vice president 
I would now like to introduce Nancy Marks Becker, our Chief Financial Officer and Supervisor of Elections, to review once again the rules and processes associated with the, today's elections. So Nancy, could you please share with us some information about the upcoming in-person voting and how folks should stay connected uh, through the Vote Now process? I sure can, Dan, thank you. So to vote for this election, you will need to go to the Vote Now website using the link you were provided or to vote by phone, call 844-875-0261 and have your unique voter code ready also. If you need administrative help, call the Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242. The voting polls will close at 1.15 p.m. Eastern, 10.15 a.m. Pacific, and 7.15 a.m. Hawaiian time. You will be using the same unique voter code for elections all week because your ballot will be reset after each election has been completed. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. And voting is now open for the 2021 conference. And fantastic. Everybody, take this opportunity. Again, the, the, the polls will be open for a little over two hours and 15 minutes until 1.15 p.m. today. Reiterating one more time, if you are having any issues, concerns, or questions about the voting process for the individual vote, you can contact the Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242. Again, that's 612-332-3242. For those of you who are delegates or uh, or alternate de delegates that will be participating in the affiliate roll call vote. Uh, we will uh, have three uh, segments before we get to the affiliate roll call vote to allow the affiliates an opportunity to query their membership and find out how they would like to vote as an affiliate. So the upcoming events before the affiliate roll call vote will be the introduction of our uh, individual sponsors for the 2021 convention, and then we will have a presentation from Google, and then we will have our ACB angels. So again, I will remind people as we go through the morning to, to remind their delegates to be in the affiliate uh, Zoom room in order to be ready to vote uh, following those three presentations. So now I would like to introduce Tony Stevens, our Director of Development from Baltimore, Maryland, to read our individual sponsors for the this year's ACB convention. These are everybody that sponsored the convention during our pre-registration process. Believe it or not, folks, we had over 500 individuals that sponsored our convention. Isn't that just amazing? So now let me turn it over to Tony for the role for the roll call of our individual convention sponsors. Welcome, Tony. I'm excited to be with you here today to share with you the names of our individual sponsors. This is part one of two 
all the names we're going to be listing today are for sponsors who had given as part of their sponsorship along with registration prior to the closing date on June 28th for registration. We'll have some more names to share for all those that have given since registration reopened. Thank you so much to everybody that has already been giving. The list is outstanding, so we have a number of names to go through here, so hold tight. Here we go. For our Titanium individual sponsors at $500, Gerard Boucher, Maria Christick, Fred Scheigert, Brett Humphrey, Linda Yax, Elizabeth Betsy Dome, Lee Nasahi, Douglas Slotten. For our Platinum sponsors at $250, Helen Tolliver, Kayla King, John McCann, Sherry Richardson, Edwin Rumsey, Marjorie Beeman, Marilyn Sanders, Thomas Brigander, Sean Barrett, Shane Aguilera, Andrew Arbitson, Roberta McCall, Mitch Pomerantz, and Donna Pomerantz, and Mary Ellen Frost. For our gold sponsors at $100, Janet Dickelman, Karen Spry, Debbie Grubb, Mary Harriman, Alan Lindley, Mary Ellen Cronin, Donald Horn, Renee Zellickson, Tom Jones, Ray Campbell, Shirley Myers, Karen Campbell, Richard Ruida, Sharon Strezelkowski, Charles Cronin, Kim Charlson, Brian Charlson, Scott Marshall, Richard Johnson, Lee Tucker, Stephen Dresser, Christopher Bell, Barbara Brown, Joel Snyder, Gene Mann, Gail Crossan, Michael Moran, Deanne Elliott, Kathleen Duke, Mike Duke, Vita Zavali, John Gasman, Rhonda Nelson, Donald Thompson, Vicki Curley, Mike Keefley, Tom Frank, Miles Tomashiro, Meryl Schechter, Don Barrett, Frank Cuda, Eleanor Coldwell, Donna Brown, Len Golightly, Larry Gasman, Douglas Hunsinger, Cynthia Harakata, Catherine Frederick, Debbie Robinson, Beth Corley, Kathy Leone, Jolyn Bailey Page, Dan Dillon, Harvey Miller, Daryl Eaton, Nicolette Noyes, Gary Leggetts, Annette Leggetts, Carla Rucheville, Adam Rucheville, Jennifer Harnish, Virginia DeBolay, Patrick Sheehan, Jason Castingway, Howard Thomas, Janice Thomas, Joseph Tingler, Bill O'Brigan, Susan Crawford, Darian Slayton Fleming, Barbara Lombardi, Charles Navarrete, Glenn McCauley, Karen Gorgie, Terence Horvath, Dan Spoon, Patricia Spoon, James Crocht, Lori Scharf, Nancy Sumner, Mari Adams, Julie Brenly, Dave Adams, Sarah Presley, Susan Glass, Howard Ferguson, and Joy Aganiku. For our silver sponsors at $50, Marilee Hill Kennedy, Grady Ebert, Amanda Colvert Jr., Howard Goldstein, Christy Crespin, Michael Alvarez, Marie Brennis, Edward Crespin, Linda Hunt, Sandra Sermons, Eugene Bach, Christine Hunsinger, Becky Davidson, Destine Desi Noller, Jessica Barr, Marsha Moses, Marion Hallerid, Carolyn Burley, Stephen Fort, Tony Eames, Carol White, Myra Ross, Kevin Berkeley, Viola Benson, Richard Belcher, Norma Service, Victoria Kennedy, Joseph and Catherine Wasserman, Jim Urach, Sheila Young, Kenneth Simeon, John Smith, Jeanette Kudash, Julia McCullough, Jeff Tom, Leslie Tom, Debbie Hazelton, Robin Frost, 
Peggy Guerin, Ronald Byrd, Martina Ferguson Hazen, Donald Worth, Catherine Schmidt Whitaker, Penny Verity, Mickey Prahan, Chris Gray, Wendelin Hovenick, Lucy Edmonds, Kathleen Kent, Naomi Sewell, Rick Bogus, Carl Richardson, Karen Hughes, Betty Bogus, Herbert Rito, Margaret Bookman Garcia, Kimberly Carmichael, Margie Donovan, Myrna Vada, Jean-Marie Moore, Michael O'Brien, Donna Close, Doug Powell, Michael Smitherman, Gene Fike, Leslie Spoon, Kenneth Johnson, Francie Gilman, Ando Mahler, Ann Doyle, Linda Burrell, Jesse Rail, Rita Delick, Joe Slayton, Marsha Farrow, Colette Arbison, Casey Dutmer, Terry Pacheco, Kathy Brandt, Mark Glazer, Philip Leal, Natalie Couch, Billy Beale, George Holliday, Artis Bazin, Mary Stores, Alan Peterson, Paul Edwards, Nellie Amerson, Michael Byington, Cindy Vega, Celeste Lopez, Alice Richard, Carla Mary Hayes, Ruth Boykin, Deanna Scoggins, Arlu Maffei, Sue Staley, Sarah Freeman Smith, Sharon Jancha, Hannah Era Hart, Anne Byington, Pamela Metz, Ken Rogers, Paul Diadario, Jay Downna, Karen Blackowitz, Chris Prentice, Albert Anderson, David Anderson, and David Anderson. And for our bronze sponsors at $25, Lindsay Levere, Susan Shepard, Bill Sparks, Holly Turi, Ellen Nolan, Charlene Wells, Diane Scalzi, Laura Lee Kastner, Sheila Derrick, Sandra Rukinich, Lynn Roberts, Linda Holliday, Kenneth Reed, Frank Welt, Jacqueline Jackson, Andrew Barako, Renee Arrington Johnson, Lindsay Tilden, Nicole Slender, Rosemary Miller, Todd Fredos, Thomas Cummings, Cheryl Cummings, Vicki Vogt, Zerline Johnson, Eldon Kaiser, Gabe Griffith, Patricia Tussing, Terry Gorman, Joe Sorensen, Ralph Smitherman, Lynn Coral, Larray Olson, Larray Olson, Katie Lear, Anne Brash, Ellen Telker, David Plinley, Sean Teal, Rochelle Hart, Shirley Roberts, Nancy Murray, Susan Mazury, Amber Steet, Deborah Clinley, Cassandra Damstra, Gerard Duty, Laura Pappas, Debbie Watson, Colleen Pitagawa, David Goldstein, Kathy Blackburn, Audley Blackburn, Carson McKegg, Kathy Wilson, Robert White, Marita Matthews, Peter Pardini, Linda Klein, Janet Dixon, Gail Matoyer, David Meter, Donna Slavosky, Melanie Brunson, Jean Jacobs, Kathy Casey, Tammy Snyder, Paula Sprecher, Lyle Stein, Erica Nikolaka, Erica Erica Kinigakula, Francine, Margaret Ricciardi, Mark Lear, Francis Poindexter, Debbie Rosier, Zora Scheltz, Teresa Petrie, Stephen Robinson, Kenny Hillstadt, Suzanne Howell, Marion Howell, Jean Kalsher, David Smith, Bonnie Robertson, Nancy Shattuck, Kathy Arnold, Teresa Curry, Betty Novell, Gary Mesman, Shirley Mesman, Elizabeth Soderholm, Denver Jones, Peggy Carpenter, Elaine Wiesberg,
Richard Keyes, Bercy Joseph, Darlene Hilling, Julie Miller, Robert Rogers, Sharon Lockhart, Daniel McIntyre, Leola Campbell, Robert Turner, Anthony Ackermine, Marissa Musimek, Michael Smitherman, Allison Smitherman, Donna Weedlick, Christine Schumacher, Gail and Floy, Gail and Floy, Dana Metcalf, Vicki Ireland, Rick Morin, Natalie Barrett, Bora Lee, Ray Marquez, Marilyn Merida, Caleb, Thomas Love, Metzalm, Deanna Noriega, Marcy Duty, Rose and Ashby, Debbie McDonald, Gwendolyn King, Albert Gultz, Edward Hirsch, Maureen Moscato, Rhonda Trott, David Trott, Doug Putz, Deborah Kendrick, Philip Rich, Kevin Slayton, Mary Lou Baraka, Joan Leonard, Robert Furtado, Eugene Lozano Jr., Donald Coors, Doreen Cornwell, Geraldine Coors, Clint Ann Kyle, Rhonda Minsmy, Yusi Auret, Kathy Gerhardt, Ruth Tips, Janet Parmeter, Martin Kuhn, Richard Swan, Linda Swan, Nancy Lint, Rosalind Nadler, Charlene Norellis, James Bay Miller, Chris Devon, Kathleen Devon, Shirley Brotman, Pamela Johnson, Three Luttenberger, Rachel Schroeder, Sandra Burgess, Luann Williams, Paul Kelly, Johanna Ruoth, James Murphy, Donna Seliger, Patty Cox, Marsha Mackey, Carlos Taylor, Donna Browning, Kenneth Carey, Heather McComas, Nellia Sargent, David Cox, Norman Oda, and Doug Payne. Again, thank you so much to all of our individual sponsors for this year's conference and convention. You've all made it a huge success. Take care and stay well. Thank you, Tony. What an amazing list of individuals who have given to the ACB 2021 conference and convention. Obviously, those were read in the order that the registrations were taken. So if people were looking for alphabetical order, it was actually by date format for all for. So whoever registered first got their name at the top of the list. So thank you, Tony. It it is just absolutely spectacular to see over 500 people during our early registration period that gave of their of their treasure to help the American Council of the Blind. We're going to have a presentation from Google and this is a CEC eligible program with the beginning or opening code of 53792. So again, it's 53792. And now I would like to introduce Christopher Patno, Senior Program Director for Accessibility with Google. Dan? Welcome, Chris. Google's approach to accessibility. Hello. My name is Christopher Patnow, and I work on accessibility at Google. Thanks so much for joining me for this talk today. To begin with a brief visual description, I have short gray hair with long bangs. I wear glasses, I'm wearing a dark Google accessibility t-shirt, and I'm sitting in my home office in front of some musical instruments and a wall hanging with a geometric design. My pronouns are he, him. For today's agenda, we have four topics. What does accessibility mean? Accessibility personas an overview of assistive technologies, and how Google supports people with disabilities. So let's get started with what accessibility means. Accessibility ensures people with disabilities can perceive, understand, 
navigate, and interact with products, services, and tools so people contribute equally without barriers. And of course, the impact is huge. Globally, over 1 billion people have a disability. But all this really means is that over 6 billion people are at least temporarily able-bodied. I'll go into that more a little later. But now you may ask, why does Google care about accessibility? Well, actually, it's part of our mission statement. Our mission is to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. So to this end, we are committed to making accessibility a core consideration from the earliest stages of product design through release. But what is the benefit of accessibility? It's about making our products more accessible and beneficial. It improves business, it drives innovation, and creates better products for everyone. In the U.S., federally funded institutions are required to comply with the civil rights legislation of the American with Disabilities Act and Section 508 of the Rehabilitation Act. What federally funded agencies or programs might evaluate products based on accessibility so they're not discriminating against people? Well, how about all governmental agencies, federally funded projects, K-12 schools, and post-secondary entities like state colleges, universities, and vocational training schools. There are different requirements coming out of many countries like the Accessible Canada Act or the European Accessibility Act. But you don't really need to worry about memorizing various regulations as most organizations point to the WCAG, Web Content Accessibility Guidelines, as a definition of what it means for websites to be accessible. And many of these same requirements can also be reasonably applied to mobile UIs as well. Another benefit of accessibility is that disability is often the engine of innovation. Solving accessibility challenges drives innovation. In 1808, Pellegrino Turi built the first working typewriter to help his blind friend, the Contessa Carolino Fantini di Vivizzano. In 1972, Vince Cerf programmed the first email protocols for the nascent internet to communicate with his wife, who was deaf, while he was at work. In 1941, Ray and Charles Eames produced a molded plywood leg splint for moving wounded soldiers, which became a staple of material of modern furniture design. And finally, think about closed captions. They were started in 1971 on PBS, and now they're everywhere. These kinds of mainstream adoption are often called curb cuts. Now I'd like to review the key points of what accessibility means. Creating accessible and usable products supports and enhances Google's missions, Google's overall business, legal compliance, and a drive for innovation. Now about accessibility personas. There are four general categories of disabilities. There are vision disabilities, such as blindness and low vision and colorblindness. There are hearing disabilities, such as deafness and low hearing tinnitus. There are motor problems, such as hand tremors, physical deformities or amputations, or cognitive disorders, such as dyslexia, dementia, or simply being sleep deprived. But when you design your product, don't fall into the trap of thinking that there's a one size fits all approach. Remember I mentioned earlier about the rest of the world being temporarily able-bodied? Most disabilities can either be permanent or transient. You can have a temporary disability, something that lasts more than two weeks, like a broken bone or a concussion. Or you can have a situational disability, something that is innocuous as a glare on your phone screen or holding a baby while trying to unlock and open your door. And there's a lot of diversity, even within a single category. For example, low vision can mean many things. The way a person with glaucoma sees is different than the way a person with cataracts sees anything. And there's also intersectionality. 
people may have overlapping impairments. For example, a person with Parkinson's can have both limited mobility and vision. But it's most important that we frame disability as what it has been most recently defined as a mismatch between the needs of the individual and the design of the product. When framed this way, it's clear that the disability can be experienced by anyone excluded in the design. For example, when listening to an audio-only lecture, the student who is blind is less disabled than the student who is less fluent with the language, or the student has been up all night. This is called the social model of disability. Now, I'd like to review the key points of accessibility personas. There are four main disability that Google focuses on, vision, hearing, mobility, and cognitive. Disabilities can be permanent, temporary, or situational. And disabilities are really due to the mismatch between the user needs and the product. Next, I'd like to discuss some of the fundamentals of assistive technology. Well, what is assistive technology, or, or AT for short? It's any tool or system that improves or maintains the functional capabilities of persons with disabilities. This includes high-tech solutions like special digital devices, such as a braille display for people who are blind or hardware like prosthetic limbs, wheelchairs, or voice assistants. But there are also low-tech solutions like magnifying glasses or paper flashcards. Some other examples of assistive technologies are large fonts and magnifications, voice input like Hey Google, or the basic keyboard or even autocomplete. Here are some others that you may be less familiar with. With vision disabilities, there's large fonts, magnification, select to speech, high contrast, color shifting filters, screen readers, refreshable braille displays and audio descriptions. For people with hearing disabilities, there are captions, hearing aids, and cochlear implants. For people with motor problems, there's the keyboard, voice input, voice control, switch control, joysticks, head mouse, eye tracking, prosthetic devices, motion stabilizers, and a thing called a sip and puff device. For people with cognitive impairments, there's autocomplete, predictive text, on-screen keyboard, text-to-speech, and media controls, for example, limiting animations, and also distraction-free UIs. These are all ways technologies can be used to help people with disabilities. I'd like to now share some more information on several of these assistive technologies. Voice control allows users to launch apps, adjust volume, edit text, all with your voice. Google has voice access on Android, and this is what we're going to be demonstrating now. I got into journalism because I wanted to take care of my wife. I want to use my platform to tell the masses how important technology is. I use voice access to help me Ten. communicate with people. Thirteen. It has helped me to live a more productive life. Hey, Kev. Come on. Before my, my accident, I was an emergency medical technician. I just recently graduated from EMT school. This is one of the most exciting days for me each and every year. I was really excited about that because I always wanted to help people. I was engaged to be married. Future wife, Ray, had her wedding dress already picked out. We were making plans to buy a house. Then I had my accident. My heart stopped for 52 seconds. Hey, Google, play exercise video. Then I remember uh, the doctor saying, I'll, I'll never walk again. I'm like, what do you mean, I'll never walk again? I'm looking forward to sharing 
all the latest and the greatest assistive and adaptive technologies. My eight months in the hospital had a lot of complications. It was a time where we were going to just go our separate ways. She stuck with me because she really loves me. I realized just how precious of a gem that I have. I went from having my life planned out before my accident to now having to remap my life. Hey, Google, launch camera. Can't be an EMT no more. My fingers didn't work. I couldn't be a musician anymore. So I'm like, what in the world am I going to do? So I went through a lot of depression. I didn't want to live anymore. And then a, a, a light kind of kind of flickered on. Remember who you were. Remember how you used to make people laugh. What's going on, fellas? What's up, how you doing? Be that same person again. What's up, Paul? How you doing? Go back. When I found out I could use my voice, man, the skies was the limit. With Android, I could be totally hands-free. Technology has given me a power beyond what I could ever imagine. It's like I'm a superhero. I was overnight news anchor. That mushroomed into being a producer for the morning show. Went from now being a host of the morning show. I want to impact people. It's my mission to talk about a system and adaptive technologies. I am so passionate. I want everyone else to feel that too. Thank you guys so much for coming out. I am so connected to this device. Turn off the TV. I look back at some of the accomplishments and I have to have to pinch myself sometimes. Possibilities are endless. People with severe mobility disabilities use switch devices. Stephen Hawking, for example, was diagnosed in 1963 with amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, ALS, which is a motor neuron disease. He used a cheek-controlled switch device to communicate. In this image, there are two large buttons. One is white and the other is orange and are used to traverse forward and backward through the content on the screen. There can be more or fewer buttons and they can be programmed to do different things like run macros. This is an example of magnification on some sample text from The Wizard of Oz. Many people will use Zoom features to help them read text on a screen. Braille devices assist people who are blind and read and write in Braille. There are buttons on the top of the device that are used for inputting Braille, and the pins at the bottom are, are called a refreshable display. Screen readers assist users by verbalizing the content on a screen based on the developer accessibility implementation. Users on a desktop move their focus through, of the content typically through a keyboard or braille device. Interactive content such as links are verbalized along with other critical information to provide key user context. An example on Android is called TalkBack. Text. Now, as you may have noticed, as I'm kind of like touching the screen, this is a gesture-based UI. So most, uh, most desktop screen readers, there's a number of keyboard shortcuts that you can hit to move around and do special things. On the phone, we're pretty limited here, right? All we can really do is, is swipe and do different gestures. So in order to move around the screen, the nice thing is if you don't know any of the gestures yet, you can actually just touch stuff, and it's called Explore by Touch. And you can touch anything on the screen that looks like content, and the screen reader will just announce it for you. So I'll show you an example. Introduction. How to use Polymer with what over the left. Right, so that's really nice if you're just not familiar with any of the, the gestures yet. Now, the, the main gesture for navigating, though, is pretty straightforward. It's just a swipe to the right to move forward and a swipe to the left to move back. Most frameworks, but web most over the 
pretty straightforward. And then if you want to scroll, you use two fingers to do the scrolling action. Uh, lastly, the, the thing you probably want to know most is how to click on something. So what I'm going to do here is I'll, I'll just swipe down to an anchor, and then once that item is focused by the screen reader, we can double-click it or double-tap the screen in order to click it. But Webpack Polymer Webpack Loader. Progress bar 21%. Live Transcribe and Sound Notifications is an app that makes everyday conversations and surrounding sounds more accessible among people who are deaf and hard of hearing using just your Android phone. Using Google's state-of-the-art automatic speech recognition and sound detection technology, Live Transcribe and Sound Notifications provides you a free real-time transcription of your conversations and sends notifications based on your surrounding sounds at home. The notifications make you aware of important situations, such as a fire alarm or a doorbell ringing, so that you can respond quickly. It supports real-time translation in over 80 languages, and you can reply by typing your words. It provides these notifications of sound events, including your name, and even has a timeline view for events. Finally, captions convert audio content into text, making it more accessible for those who are deaf or hard of hearing. A decade ago, Google added automatic captions to videos on YouTube. And more recently, we created Live Caption, an automatic captioning system that is fast and small enough to fit on your smartphone. Live Caption is helpful whether you're on a loud commuter train, or trying not to wake a baby, or want to follow a conversation more closely. You can even now use live captions in phone calls. While this list of assistive technologies may seem overwhelming, the good thing is that most AT, most assistive technologies, inherit its behavior from two basic technologies, the keyboard and the screen reader. A solid foundation of support for these experiences trickles down to other assistive technologies. I'd like to show you just two more examples. In this first video, video editor Christopher using his head-activated switch device to change settings in a UI using a thing called a point-and-scan mode. In the second video, Stephanie and Jeff use voice to control and operate their Android devices. Let's go, guess. My name's Stephanie, and I just finished my master's in advertising. I'm a C4, C5, split-level quadriplegic. I have no feeling from my collarbone down, so it is absolutely vital that I'm able to use my voice. Okay, Google, start voice access. My name's Jeff, and I have a neurological condition called the essential tremor. It is incredibly difficult to use my hands and fingers. It is very easy for me to use my voice. Okay, Google. Start voice access. After using this product for probably about 10 seconds, I think I'm falling in love with it. Open camera. Use your voice. Now I'd like to review the key points of assistive technology. There are a number of assistive technologies, people, including you, used to interact 
with products and digital interfaces. Focusing on creating an efficient keyboard navigation and screen reader experience can set a solid foundation for all other assistive technologies. So my last section is how does Google support people with disabilities? You can provide feedback on and get support from Google in many ways. Phone, chat, email, help center articles, social media, forums, and in-app user feedback. But to be a little more specific, you can go to g.co slash help slash accessibility for general help documentation. Our Twitter handle is at Google Access. And g.co slash disability support will give you information on how to reach our customer support team. We offer many channels because it allows users to get help where and when they need it because they engage based on user preference and findability of this support. Google support agents provide one-to-one support to help answer and troubleshoot questions related to accessibility and or assistive technology. Google support agents reproduce and escalate potential issues to product teams. They also highlight top user feedback and feature requests. Since launching, we continue to add new ways to engage with our support teams. We allow users to use Be My Eyes to contact Google representatives for visual assistance to a live video call. We also have support agents using American Sign Language. Bringing this back to our key points, we aim to meet users where they are, providing many different ways for users to reach us. Google support agents provide one-to-one support to help answer and troubleshoot questions related to accessibility and or assistive technology. And the support team does reproduce and escalate potential issues to product teams. They highlight top user feedback and feature requests. We've shared a bunch of resources, and there's even more. Here's a brief recap and some new ones. You can learn more about Google accessibility at google.com slash accessibility. Again, our help center articles are to be found at g.co slash help slash accessibility. You can even find our accessibilities on YouTube at g.co slash a11y videos. Our Google for Education Teach From Home site is at g.co slash teach from home. Again, you can go contact our disability support agents at g.co slash disability support. If you want to help Google make our products more accessible, we encourage you to sign up and participate in user studies at g.co slash user research slash join A11Y. And finally, you can follow us on Twitter at Google Access. Again, this is Christopher Patno, and I want to thank you for taking an interest in accessibility at Google. Google Accessibility. Thank you, Chris, for a wonderful presentation from Google. And thank you, Google, for all that you do as a wonderful, trusted partner of the American Council of the Blind. Again, I want to give a special thanks to Google for their extra work helping us with the National Park Service Project, the UNID Description Project, partnering with the University of Hawaii and the American Council of the Blind to audio describe all the visitors brochures that are over 400 parks across the country. Google has given us another $50,000 grant to help us in those activities this year. And we thank Chris and his team. The ending code for Chris's presentation, the CEC code is 99422. Again, that ending CEC code is 99422. Now I would like to encourage all of our affiliate delegates to please head to the uh, affiliate uh, webinar. Uh, The affiliate roll call elections will be taking place after our next presentation. So please, if you are a delegate, please head to the affiliate uh, Zoom room if you have not done so already. 
Also, for those of you that are voting individually right now through Vote Now, many votes are rolling in. We did have a technical glitch for a few voters. That technical glitch has now been repaired and fixed by Vote Now. We appreciate their their prompt response. So anybody that was having trouble getting into Vote Now, please try again. And again, happy voting and keep that individual voting going. You have until 1.15 today, uh, Eastern Time. So the Vote Now polls for the individual voting will be open for another hour and 40 minutes. Now, changing course, I am honored to recognize our ACB angels for today. Two wonderful angels, Doc Bradley from the state of Texas and Lori Allison from the state of Washington will be honored today. I'd now like to introduce our development director, Tony Stevens, to introduce our angels. Doc Bradley Jr. passed away on January 19th. 2021 in Houston, Texas. He was born June 15, 1943 in Cushing, Oklahoma to Charles and Martha Bradley. Dr. Bradley loved his family and was active in his church, St. Stephen's United Methodist. After graduating from high school, he worked for the Business Enterprise Program at the Commission for the Blind. He also worked as a massage therapist before changing his career, graduating from the Texas Chiropractic College. He opened his private practice in Laporte, where he worked for 19 years before moving to Houston. And he expanded his men. Per- Dr. Bradley began working with young, blind, and visually impaired people while he was still in Oklahoma. And he expanded his mentoring to the American Council of the Blind of Texas. He also volunteered at the Lighthouse of Houston and the Houston Taping for Blind, Sight, and Sound. He was as well a member of the local Lions. He participated in all these activities while gradually losing his own sight due to retinitis pigmentosa. He served on the boards of ACB, ACB of Texas, and the local Houston chapter, encouraging political involvement and advocacy for the blind and visually impaired. In addition to his many involvements with ACB, he was also very involved with the National Beat Baseball Association, serving as their president for two different terms for a total of 10 years. Beat baseball was one of his greatest loves in life. He played for teams in Pasadena and Houston for 25 years, coaching for several more years, all the while promoting the game of beat baseball. He received several awards and recognitions for his continued service and dedication for improving the quality of life for people who are blind and visually impaired. He was preceded in death by his mother and father and two brothers, Gerald and Michael. He is survived by his wife of 33 years, Linda, his two sisters, Jeannie Sappington and Pat Croiner, and his children, Lynn Johnson and James Bradley, and grandchildren, Carissa Johnson, Julian Henry, Elizabeth Alex, and Braden Bradley. He is truly missed. Lori Allison, June 6, 1961 to April 24, 2020. Lori was a true servant, always giving of herself for others and to benefit her organization on a local, state, and national level. The tagline at the end of each of her emails said, Aspire to inspire before you expire. And this she did. On a local level, Lori served her chapter as president multiple times, led them through successful dining in the dark and public rest stop fundraisers, and created a sense of community by opening social events to those outside her chapter. She served as a commissioner on the Tacoma Commission for People with Disabilities and was recognized with the Tacoma City Council Volunteer Person of the Year Award. 
On a state level, Lori chaired or served on several state committees, kickstarting the Braille Challenge in Washington, while also chairing WCB families. She also oversaw registration for the WCB convention and coordinated an educational booth at the annual state fair as part of a membership committee. Lori served multiple terms on the WCB Board of Directors, volunteered as one of the WCB receptionists, and was the membership person inputting membership data into the AMMS database. On a national level, Lori actively participated on the ACB membership committee. She was chosen as a leadership fellow in 2017 and served on ACB's membership posse, which stands for providing outreach through sharing, support, and engagement. Whether it be a small gathering at her home or a larger one for her chapter or church, Lori loved to prepare the feast and share her love for cooking and baking with others. She always had an ear to listen, a hug and smile for which to bless others with, and a heart which never ceased to give abundantly. For Lori, with working hands a job to do, behind the scenes you saw it through, so strong and brave a servant's heart, to do for others you did your part. No need for glory, just a need to give, is a life worth living and a life well lived. So now it's time to take your rest, and we'll remember you, knowing we've been blessed. Thanks to the Washington Council of the Blind and all others who helped support to make Lori an angel this year. That concludes today's Angels Presentations. Join us on Tuesday when we'll recognize Robert Hache and Denise Decker. Thank you. Thank you, Tony, and thank you to Doc and to Lori uh, for all of their service to the American Council of the Blind. Uh, we will miss you, and we will always remember you, and thank you for all your contributions. And Tony, thank you for those wonderful presentations. Now we'll be moving into our affiliate roll call vote. Again, this is the first time we've ever done this virtually. So once again, I will remind everybody that the vote now elections are now underway for the individual vote. So all of those who have their voter code, please proceed to the ballot and cast your vote for our candidates for first vice president. Again, uh, the polls will be open till 1.15 today. So you still have plenty of time, about an hour and a half or so, to cast your ballot. So uh, please head to the polls. We did have a little bit of a technical issue earlier, but that has been solved. So if you got an error message the first time you tried, please feel free to try again. That should have been solved. If you're having any voting issues at all, please contact the Minneapolis office at 612 612- 332-3242. Again, that's 612-332-3242. Uh, uh, next, uh, we'll be heading on to our affiliate vote today. That is going to be taking place in a different Zoom room, but everybody on the ACB main general session Zoom will be able to hear in its entirety the Uh, affiliate roll call vote. It will also be streamed on ACB Media One as well uh, as uh, through through other uh, avenues. If you uh, can get to that a little bit better on the phone, you can use your ACB phone number to call in. So everybody should be able to listen and hear to our first ever virtual roll call vote. We are having 
Right now, our members assemble. Uh, the uh, roll call will be done today by Denise Colley uh, from Lacey, Washington, our ACB secretary. So I'm kind of giving you a little verbal description as they're assembling in their uh, affiliate room. The supervisor of elections uh, for today's event will be Nancy Marks Becker. Uh, and she will be assisting uh, Denise if uh, need be. And we also have working with Nancy uh, Rick Morin. So the two of them will be controlling the affiliate Zoom room. We also have Denise Edgley, who is our uh, parliamentarian, and she will be available if we have any uh, parliamentarian issues to uh, discuss and determine the appropriate course of action. So now, without any further ado, I am excited to present Denise Colley, ACB Secretary from Lacey, Washington, to conduct our 2021 ACB candidate selection roll call vote, affiliate roll call vote for first vice president. Denise. I will get started with the roll call. Um, just a reminder, I will not be calling New Mexico because they didn't have enough members to have a vote. And sadly, Montana, who has, um, who has um, left the organization. Um, I will tell, call you in groups. And so as uh, you're, we're getting close to your particular letter in the alphabet, please be prepared to be unmuted and be prepared to give your vote count. So the first group will be Alabama through Georgia. Alabama, three votes. Good morning, Alabama. Three votes for Debbie Cook Lewis. Three votes, Lewis. Arizona, two votes. Arizona, two votes. Denise, do you want me to call out who's in Arizona or are we just going to go with the name and the votes? Pardon? I'm sorry, pardon? Do you want me to, if they're not answering, you want me to call out who's supposed to be answering? Or yes. the delegate? Uh, yeah, John was here. John McCann. Okay. Nancy, can you keep track of the ones we need to recall, please? I will, yes. Okay. All right, Arkansas, two votes. Hi. Arkansas, two votes. California, 22 votes. All right, California, 19, Reichert, 3, Lewis. 3, Lewis, one, uh, 19, Reichert. Colorado, 1 vote. Colorado, 1 vote. Connecticut, 1 vote. Connecticut casts 1 vote for Deb Lewis. 1 vote, Lewis. Yes. Delaware, 1 vote. Delaware, one vote. District of Columbia, one vote. District of Columbia cast one vote for Lewis. One vote, Lewis. Florida, 25 votes. Florida cast 18, Lewis, seven, Reichert. 18, Lewis, seven, Reichert. Georgia, uh, five votes. There we go. Georgie casts three votes for Deb Lewis and two votes for Mark Reichert. Three Lewis, two Reichert. 
Okay, the next group I will be calling Hawaii through Bay State. Hawaii, three votes. Aloha and good morning. Hawaii votes, three votes for Lewis. Three votes for Lewis for Hawaii. Illinois, three votes. Illinois casts two votes, Lewis, one Reichert. Two Lewis, one Reichert. Indiana, four votes. Indiana casts two votes for Reichert and two votes for Lewis. Iowa, three votes. Iowa, three votes for Lewis. Iowa is three votes for Lewis. Correct. Kansas. Three votes. Kansas 1.5, Lewis 1.5, Roger. Okay. Kansas 1.5, Lewis 1.5, Rikers. Hmm. Kentucky, 12 votes. Good morning. Kentucky casts 1.5 votes for Riker and 10.5 votes for Lewis. Kentucky is 10.5 Lewis, 1.5 Riker. Bluegrass, three votes. Bluegrass Council of the Blind, three votes Lewis. Three votes Lewis for, for Bluegrass. Louisiana, three votes. Louisiana casts one Lewis, two Rikert. One Lewis, two Rikert for Louisiana. Maine, two votes. Maryland, three votes. Three votes, Maryland cast three votes, Lewis. Three votes, Lewis. Bay State, eight votes. Bay State, six, Lewis, two, Reichert. Six, Lewis, two, Reichert. Okay, we will now be doing Michigan through North Dakota. Michigan, eight votes. Seven, I'm sorry, seven, seven votes. Yeah. Michigan cast five votes, Lewis, two votes, Reichert. Five, Lewis, two, Reichert. Minnesota, three Minnesota votes. Minnesota cast, Minnesota cast 1.5 Reichert, 1.5 Lewis. 1.5 Lewis, 1.5 Reichert. Mississippi, three votes. Mississippi cast three votes, Lewis. Three votes, Lewis. Missouri, 22 votes. Missouri cast 22 votes for Deborah Cook Lewis. 22, Lewis. Nebraska, one vote. Nebraska, one vote, Lewis. One vote, <clears throat> Lewis. Nevada, two votes. New Jersey, two votes. New Jersey cast one vote, Lewis, one vote, Riker. One vote. Lewis, one Riker. New York, New nine York votes. New York has six votes, Lewis, three votes, Riker. Six, Lewis, three, Riker. North Carolina. North votes. Carolina. North Carolina cast two votes. Lewis, one vote. Riker. Two. Lewis, one. Riker. North Dakota. North Dakota. North Dakota. Eight votes. Lewis, two. Riker. Eight. Lewis, two. Riker. Okay. And our next group will be Ohio through Wyoming. Ohio. Ohio votes six votes Lewis, two votes Reichert. Six Lewis, two Reichert. Oklahoma, 22 votes. 
Oklahoma cast 12 votes, Lewis, 10 votes, Rikers. 12, Lewis, 10, Rikers. Oregon. Oregon, Oregon casts four votes, Deb Cook-Lewis, one vote, Mark Reichert. Or Lewis, one Reichert. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, eight votes. Pennsylvania casts four votes, Lewis, four votes, Reichert, by the delegate, Chris Hunsinger. Four votes, Lewis, four Reichert. South Dakota, three votes. South Dakota cast two votes, Lewis, one vote, Reichert. Two, Lewis, one, Reichert. Tennessee, five votes. Tennessee, five votes. Tennessee cast four votes, Lewis, one vote, Reichert. Four, Lewis, one, Reichert. Texas, 12 votes. Texas cast 8.5 for Reichert, 3.5 for Lewis. 3.5 Lewis, 8.5 Reichert. Utah, 18 votes. Utah casts 13.5 Lewis, 4.5 Reichert. 13.5 Lewis, 4.5 Reichert. Vermont, three votes. Vermont casts three votes for Reichert. Three Reichert. Virginia. Two votes. ACB of Virginia casts 1.5 for Lewis and 0.5 for Reichert. 1.5 Lewis, 0.5 Reichert. Washington, 17 votes. Washington casts 15 Lewis, 2 Reichert. 15 Lewis, 2 Reichert. Mountain State, two votes. Mountain State casts 1.5 Lewis and 0.5 Reichert. 1.5 Lewis, 0.5 Reichert. Wisconsin, one vote. Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Wisconsin votes one vote Lewis. One Lewis. Wyoming, one vote. Wyoming, Alliance on Aging and Vision Laws. Oh, let me tell you what we're going to how we're going to do this. Sorry. <laughs> um, we will do AABL through ACB students will be the first group. AABL casts one, one Lewis, two, Reichert. One, one Lewis, two, Reichert. Teachers, uh, two votes. The teachers, the teachers cast one vote for Lewis, one vote for Reichert. One Lewis, one Reichert. Attorneys. AABI cast two votes, Lewis. Two, Lewis. Diabetics in action, three votes. One, Lewis, two, Reichert. One, Lewis, two, Reichert. ACB families, three votes. ACB families votes 2.5, Deb Cook, Lewis, and 0.5, Mark Reichert. 2.5 Lewis, 0.5 Reichert. Government employees, one vote. Government employees votes one vote for Mark Reichert. One Reichert. ACB Lions, uh, four votes. ACB Lions votes three votes for Lewis and one vote for Reichert. Three Lewis, one Reichert. ACB Next Generation, 
ACB uh, next generation. Oh, sorry, sorry, Denise. Uh, <laughs> ACB next, next generation will cast 0.5 votes for Mark Riker, 2.5 votes for Deb Cook Lewis. 2.5 Lewis, 0.5 Riker. ACB Radio Amateurs, one vote. ACB Radio Amateurs. ACB Radio Amateurs votes what cast one vote for Deb Cook Lewis. One Lewis. ACB students, two votes. ACBS, two Rikert. <laughs> two Rikert. Okay, now we'll do the, the rest of the special interest affiliates. Bits, eight votes. Bits cast eight votes for Deb Cook Lewis. Eight Lewis. Mind LGBT Pride, six votes. BPI cast six votes for Mark Reichert. Six Reichert. Braille Revival League, nine votes. This is the alternate for the Braille Revival League, and the Braille Revival League casts five votes for Deb Cook Lewis and four votes for Mark Reichert. Thank you. Five Lewis, four Reichert. CCLVI, 10 votes. CCLVI, 10 votes. Deb Lewis. 10 Lewis. Friends in Arts, uh, Friends in four Arts, four votes. Four votes, uh, right down the middle. Two for Lewis, two for Reichert. Two Lewis, two Reichert. Guide Dog Users, uh, 15 votes. Uh, guide Dog Users, we vote uh, nine votes for Deb Cook Lewis. Six votes for Mike Mark Reichert. Nine Lewis, six Reichert. Ivy, uh, two votes. Ivy, two votes, Reichert. Two Reichert. Library users, seven votes. Having heard from nearly a quarter of our members, Lua casts 4.5 for Lewis, 2.5 for Reichert. 4.5 Lewis, 2.5 Reichert. Uh, RSBA, 13. RSBA yeah, 13 votes. votes. Okay. RSBA posts one vote for Lewis and 12 votes for Reichert. One Lewis, 12 Reichert. Visually impaired veterans, one vote. Viva casts one vote for Mark Reichert. One Reichert. Okay, Nancy, can we go back and get the ones we missed? Yeah. Arizona, two votes. The Arizona Council of the Blind casts two votes for Deb Cook Lewis. Two Lewis. Okay. Arkansas, two votes. Arkansas casts one vote Lewis, one vote Reichert. One Lewis, one Reichert. Colorado. One vote. Colorado. Okay, we will move on. Delaware. Delaware, one vote. Delaware casts one vote for Mark Riker. One Riker. Wyoming. Wyoming, one vote. This Wyoming. Okay. We don't have Wyoming? All right, we will move on. Did we miss anyone that, that is, is? Yes, Nevada. Okay. Hi, uh, one vote for Riker, one vote for Lewis, Nevada. One, one Riker, one Lewis. Anybody yes. else? I think everyone else has been. Hearing no one, 
calling for the floor. Mr. Chair, that completes the call of the roll. Thank you so much. Uh, welcome back. Uh, what a outstanding um, demonstration of ACB's persistence, of our flexibility. Uh, isn't it wonderful to see how well our affiliates all participated in our first ever candidates election done virtually? So thank you all so much for your participation. Thanks to our candidates. Good luck to both of them. Now I would like to take the opportunity. Uh, first of all, before I do this, I just want to remind everybody that for the individual vote, the individual vote will stay open till 1.15 today. So again, you have not placed your individual vote yet for our, our uh, position of first vice president. Uh, go to vote now, either electronically or through the phone, and please cast your ballot. It will be open till 1.15 today. Now, I would like to introduce to you American Council of the Blind's first vice president, Mark Reichert, from Falls Church, Virginia. Mark, welcome, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mr. President, and thank you all, ACB. Wow, what a historic day. Who knew that... Uh, that some of us can even make history no matter which way things turn out. How about that? It is such a pleasure to be with you. We've got a, a quite a tight schedule today, so I'll spare you any of my uh, normal comedic uh, banter, but we've got a lot to cover, so let's, uh, let's get cracking. So we are very proudly the American Council of the Blind, but don't ever forget that ACB truly has a global presence. And so our first presentation today is all about highlighting that, uh, particularly meeting some new friends uh, from the Caribbean. And to help us do that, uh, we welcome our very own immediate past president uh, and head honcho these days of the North American Caribbean region of the Worldwide Union, Kim Charlson. And Kim, once you take the mic, maybe you can at least correct me on the officially the, the appropriate pronunciation. Is it Caribbean or Caribbean? Uh, maybe you can straighten that out, at least for me. Uh, but before we let uh, Kim grab the microphone, Janet, I know you've got some CE codes for us. I do. This is a continuing, this session is eligible for continuing education credit and personal development. And the opening CEU code is 54219. Again, 54219. Thank you. Fantastic. With that, Kim, the floor is yours. Thank you, Mark. And uh, again, I just want to chime in what a historical moment um, we're going through right now for ACB. So it's my pleasure as president of the North American Caribbean region of the World Blind Union um, to recognize our guests um, from the Caribbean today. Um, the North American Caribbean region has been working over the last several years to, um, to recognize and engage um, the island nations of the Caribbean in their own right. And I thought it would be very appropriate to hear from some of them um, this year as our international guests. They've been in the news in many different ways and we're gonna learn a little bit more about blindness services and how blind people manage through some of the natural disasters that have taken place in the Caribbean from um, some of our guests. So to talk with us today, um, it it's certainly is my pleasure to recognize Kenneth Surratt, who is the executive officer and director 
of the Trinidad and Tobago Blind Welfare Association in Port of Spain, Trinidad. And Kenneth is also one of the four executive board members of the North American Caribbean region. He's the first member from the Caribbean to be elected to the North American Caribbean Board of the World Blind Union. So we're very, very pleased about that. And also speaking after um, Kenneth, um, and I'll let each of them sort of transition one to the next so that it can go a little more smoothly. Um, we will hear from Cheryl Adams, who's president um, and voice of the disabled and National Society of and for the Blind in Georgetown, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And then we'll finally hear from Desmond Brown, who is president of the Bahamas Alliance for the Blind and Visually Impaired in NASA um, Bahamas. So Kenneth, um, first in line, I welcome you to the American Council of the Blind and we're looking forward to hearing from you today. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kim. And good morning, good afternoon, whatever part of the world you are listening. I am going to speak for approximately probably, um, well, if someone to keep a time check so that we, I stay within time. Um, but today we are, you are going to learn a little bit of the Trinidad and Tobago Blind Welfare Association, its structure, and two, the work that we are doing. The Trinidad and Tobago Blind Welfare Star Association started work for the blind on the 18th of May, 1914. We are probably the first organization that started work for the blind in Trinidad and Tobago. Our name at that time was the Trinidad and Tobago Institute for the Blind. In 1947, the 13th of, May, of June, we were incorporated by an act of parliament, Act Number 14 of 1947. And the name of the association was changed to the Trinidad and Tobago Blind Welfare Association. Um, the association gets funding from the government of Trinidad and Tobago approximately 90%. We raise about 10% of our funding. Um, because the association is, is funded by the state, our budget comes directly from the parliament and it is reflected in the national budget of Trinidad and Tobago. So once that budget is read in parliament, immediately the association knows what, what is allocated for us on different line items consistent with any national budget. Um, we have an association where people can become individual members and elect the council. These members could elect 12 members to the council and the government appoints six nominees. We have a council of 18 members and one of the elected members must be the president. So our president is Mr. Felix Tazo, and he is also blind. I am also totally blind. The council appoints the executive officer. So I am a, the employee of the, exec, of the council. The executive officer or, um, appoints all other positions. I am responsible for 100 employees, and we have four branches. One branch in the southern part of the island. Uh, we have a branch in the capital city. One in the, we have two cities in Trinidad. So we have a branch in the San Fernando city. We have a branch in the Port of Spain city, which is the capital. 
We have a branch at Santa Cruz that is in a valley in Santa Cruz. And we have a branch in our other island called Tobago. So we have four branches. Um, I, I, I am responsible for 100 employees and we service a little over 1,000 clients who are blind and visually impaired. We have about 300 members who are mixed sighted and also blind. These are the persons who elect the council. So in a nutshell, that is the structure of the association. We have a council department, welfare department, and admin department, and a handicraft workshop department. So that is basically the structure of the association. The work that we do, we offer orientation and mobility for our clients in adjustment to blindness. We um, do braille classes, computer classes, we teach them different games using the different technology. Uh, we braille large print audio digital books for any student who comes to the Blind Welfare Association um, for, for, for assistance. So that is, we service children throughout the country in regular mainstream education. We have a school for blind children in Trinidad, which is um, funded or managed by the Ministry of Education. We also assist that school in their material in an accessible format. Last year, the association was responsible for getting the Marrakesh Treaty implemented by the amendment of the copyright law to make printed material accessible for the print disabled. So our um, copyright law has been amended and the National Library in Trinidad and Tobago has the license to convert any book in accessible format. The TT Blind Welfare Association has an MOU with Nalis to assist in that process. Um, and what was amazing last year was an election and this bill needed a three-fifth majority, which the government does not have. And we got the support of the opposition to make it happen. Outstanding on this matter is the Accessible Book Consortium. That's the MOU, Memorandum of Understanding, between the government of Trinidad and Tobago, the World Intellectual Property Organization, and also the Accessible Book Consortium. Once that is completed, I think we would have completed that in nine years and um, it's up to us now to have it implemented. So presently, every child who in school, whether at secondary school or primary school, come to us for their learning material in an accessible format, we tend to meet that request immediately. So that, that, that was um, an important goal that we, we, are, we, are, we achieve in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, Presently, the United Nations just conducted a, a workshop pertaining to the, the gaps that um, pertaining to the UN Charter on the Rights of Persons with Disability. And as we speak, a situation analysis has been prepared. Once that is completed, um, it will be forwarded to the United Nations um, that proposal to identify the gaps and how to close the gaps. Once that is done and approved, in, uh, Trinidad and Tobago was one of 20 countries, I think, or, or out of 126 countries who applied for this grant. And we were one of 20 countries. And we were very happy and we were hoping that we could go the final step, which is getting the proposal approved so that the United Nations could come to Trinidad and continue the work to uh, work on the gaps pertaining to the UN Charter, the rights of persons with disabilities. This is a two-year project. Once that is done, uh, considerable amount of effort and resources will be assigned to Trinidad and Tobago to have it done. Our goal in the future is to um, be the hub for the Caribbean because we know there are a lot of small islands in Trinidad and the Caribbean who don't have resources like Trinidad and Tobago. 
Not that we have the resources like the US and Canada, but we are a little better off than some of the islands in the Caribbean because in the early days, the Trinidad and Tobago Blind Wealthy Association catered for persons throughout the Caribbean. And they came to our school for blind children and, and they stayed in there for the entire term and we provided all the services. So we are hoping that we could once more become the hub where we could start specializing in training teachers and students in a specific areas pertaining to blindness. So what we will need, I'm so happy that we making this link with the American Council for the Blind, where we could draw on your skill set so that we could come, you know, that you all could assist to come to Trinidad and train our teachers, our caregivers, our, our um, welfare officers that we call adjustment to blindness officers, so that we could build capacity in Trinidad and Tobago. One of the key well, one of the problems we have is um, given that uh, the certification. So we need to find a way to certify persons when they do this training. So I, I, I'm hoping that we could get this help from the American Council for the Blind and also the World Blind Union, Caribbean and North American region. Once that is done, I think we could build that capacity and Trinidad and Tobago could help service the Caribbean so that we could bring the Caribbean in line with North America because I believe a, a rising boat Lifts all, uh, a rising tide lifts all boats. And we can't have North America like Canada and, um, and America advancing at a certain pace and the Caribbean lagging behind. We have to find a way to get the Caribbean on par with North America and Canada. So the, the, the North American Caribbean region could be a, a, a big player in world activities. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kenneth, very much. Um, Due to some technical issues, both in um, primarily in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, um, we've had some technical trouble with the internet in St. Vincent. We're hoping to have Cheryl join us before the end of the presentation, but if not possible right at this moment. So we'll move on to hear from Desmond. Welcome Desmond. Um, and we're anxious to hear about life in the Bahamas. Good afternoon, can you hear me? Yes. Thank you very much. Yes, good afternoon all. It's good to be here uh, in this conference, American Council for the Blind. We are thankful that you invited us to be a part of it. I am Desmond Brown. I think Kim said I am the president. I'm not the president now. I am the first vice president. Our president, new president is one Miss Roberta Johnson. So I work very close with her on the, on the board. The Bahamas Alliance for the Blind and Visually Impaired was established in 1997. And this is after some of us, a few of us realized that in the Bahamas, we did not have an organization speaking on behalf of blind and visually impaired person. We had this School for the Blind run by the Salvation Army, supported by the government, and thus is in place for a number of years. But we did not have anybody speaking on behalf, especially of the adult blind population. So a few of us got, got together and we said, hey, we wanted to start, we want to do something because we want our voice to be heard. So in 1990, we started what we call a steering committee. And from that, we developed, and in 1997, 
we established what is now known as the Bahamas Alliance for the Blind and Visually Impaired. It is a nonprofit, non-government organization, and it is duly registered with the government of the Bahamas. The mission of the Bahamas Alliance for the Blind is to actively pursue, is to actively pursue effective measures for the preservation of sight and for the education and training, rehabilitation, employment, and well-being, and to do anything that can be done to, for the integration of the blind and visually impaired in the Commonwealth of the Bahamas. Throughout our 24 years, we have had ups and downs. As a small organization, one of our problems is finance, and we do get a small government subvention each year, but most of our funding, we have to raise, go out there um, in the private um, sector to raise funding to do uh, many of our programs. Some of the things that we do over the years and continue to do in many cases is become, we became a member of the Caribbean Council for the Blind and recently we became a member of the World Blind Union. And we thought that was excellent because we can um, now tap into some of the resources, the technical support that we can have so that we can develop our organization further. We do computer literacy, braille training, and smart device training. And we do that on a continuous basis so that we can get our members tapped into um, adaptive aids and devices. We also do sighted guide, um, sighted guide training and mobility training in a limited form because we are lacking um, tr proper trained personnel to do this work in a very uh, profound way. We have a few persons who have done some courses or passed um, principal at the School for the Blind, Maria Delivo, she did some training in that and she helps out as much as she possibly can. We do peer counseling services. We also have home visitation for persons who are newly blind to give them the support that they need because as we all know, those of us who are blind and get blind, during our later years in life, it is a devastating affairs. So that we also have adaptive aids and device ordering service. And this is important because in North America, mostly if you order a device, anything you order for the blind, uh, in a, many cases, you can get free shipping. But for us in the Bahamas to order any items, while we can, um, sometimes we can order the items, we have to now think about the shipping and handling to take these items to the Bahamas. And also we have to think about the custom duty that the government charges on these things. Luckily, the government have allowed us when we order item in on behalf of the organization, on behalf of our members, we, can apply to the government and they will give us, and they have been over the years, give us the duty free on the custom 
We, however, have to pay for the shipping and handling of whatever company bringing over these items here in the Bahamas. The government does not exempt us from that and they could because it's a private affair. We have advocacy work um, to social and print media and which is important to us. We realize over the past few years, we persons are getting to know that persons of blind and visual impaired are in the Commonwealth of the Bahamas and playing a good um, role in what they do. And so th those are a few of the programs that we do because I want to talk a little about the Hurricane Doreen that the world um, watched Hurricane Doreen in 2019, September 1st, when it came into our shores. And we all know and hear that it's one of the most powerful storms ever hit this part of the world. And it came through the Northwest Bahamas and devastated two of our main islands, Abaco Islands and Grand Bahama Island. Over 13,000 homes were destroyed or severely damaged. Over 70% officially have died. That's according to the government, um, government report. However, we, uh, it is suspected that much more persons have died because in the area, especially in Abaco where that hurricane hit, we have a lot of non-document uh, um, immigrants living in that area. And we fear that a lot of persons died without we and a person knowing who they are. So what did the organization do? Leading up to the hurricane, we tried to get the word out to our members and blind and visually impaired person um, via telephone, by social media to take these warning seriously and to do whatever they are asked to do, to take cover, to visit shelters and to do exactly what the government is asking them to do. Many of our people did that, including those of us who are blind and visually impaired. However, we, we discovered that about eight persons who are blind and visually impaired were severely impacted, losing their homes, um, completely flood out, and all the, the problems that go with that. And so therefore, after the hurricane, what we as an organization did, because we really don't have the resources to do uh, much for the members, what we do, we seek out those persons who are severely affected. And we point them to the right, um, the right agencies that could have assisted them. The government provided home and shelter in many cases in hotels and other places for persons who are affected, including persons with disabilities. And they were fed those who have lost uh, items, much of the items as far as possible were replaced and by donations that the government received 
um, locally and internationally. And so therefore, persons who are blind and visually impaired were affected, as I said, eight that we found that were severely impacted. However, there are much more that were impacted in a more um, minor ways, because minor flooding and stuff like that. So as an organization, we provide the, the counseling, the assurance that they need to know that, hey, things are going to get better, and we continue to point them to the government agencies and other private agencies that have that had the resources to help them in getting through the hurricane and the after effects of it. So the Bahamas Alliance for the Blind and Vision period, we are doing in a very limited way because we do not have the, the manpower, we do not have the financial resources nor human resources to do much of the work that we identified that must be done. And we'll continue to strive to do whatever we can do. And we are hoping that even through this avenue, we can develop some partnership so that we can get more of the guidance and more of the resources that we need as persons who are blind and visually impaired in the Bahamas as we strive to, to make it and as we strive to provide the services that we need as persons who are blind and visually impaired. We are discovering that more and more adults are getting blind every day. Every day we are discovering more and more persons who are getting blind in their adult age and they need the counseling, they need the resources, they need the devices that they need to get on with their lives. So we are hoping to continue to train and to develop and to reach out and to make sure that as far as possible, persons who are blind and visually impaired, persons in the Bahamas can play their rightful role in our society. Again, I thank you very much for allowing us as the Bahamas Alliance for the Blind and Visually Impaired to be a part of this conference. Thank you. Thank you, Desmond, very much. And regrettably, Cheryl has not been able to join us because of the internet outage in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. So I want to express my thanks to Kenneth and to Desmond for being here with us today and sharing a bit of information about your countries, your blindness services, and how you help people who are blind in your nations. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kim, and thanks to our guests. Uh, and the closing session yep. CEU credit for this session is 98248. 98248. 98248, and don't you forget it. Great. Uh, we are on to our next segment, which will be about scholarships. Before I cue that up, uh, since this too is a CE session, go ahead, Janet. Let's hear that number. The number for the scholarship is 88471. 88471 for our scholarship committee presentation. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we do tons of important work in ACD. There's no more important work than uh, raising up the next generation and celebrating them. 
as they uh, fulfill the dreams they have for their lives. And so we're about to hear from some of those uh, worthy recipients now. And to walk us through that great work is uh, our friend and who I like to think of as the other first lady of ACB, Rebecca Bridges. Rebecca, over to you. Hello, ACB. My name is Rebecca Bridges, and I am the chair of the scholarship committee, and I'm so excited to welcome all of you to the 2021 conference and convention and to have the privilege and honor of introducing you to this year's slate of scholarship recipients. We had such a tremendous group of applicants this year. Um, We I mean, we had so many, it was so difficult to choose. The process was highly competitive and we just had so many, so many applicants with great stories, great achievements and already very accomplished. Uh, We did narrow it down and I'm very excited to introduce them all to you and have you hear from them throughout the week. Uh, Before we get started with the introductions, I just want to take a moment to thank my scholarship committee. This is a, it is quite the process to go through all the applications and the interviews, and there's a lot of activity that goes on behind the scenes. And my committee works very hard. We, everybody loves what they do. They love being able to interact with our applicants and our winners. And I I just want to thank everybody because there's no way that I would be here and be able to complete all of this without without my team. So uh, I'll thank each of them individually. So we have Sarah Conrad Elkman, Mike Gravitt, Don Coors, Amanda Lannon, Billy Presley, Linda Perel, Lynn Powers, Vicki Prayan, Kathy Schmidt-Whitaker, Valerie Stannard, Sharon Strokowski, and Sheila Young. And I also want to thank the national office staff, particularly Nancy Becker and Nancy Christine. They do a lot to keep the process moving and make sure that our applicants and winners have the information they need uh, going into the process and leading up to the conference and convention. And they keep me me in line, which is also very important. So thank you to all of you for all of your hard work this year as we have gone through the process of selecting our winners this year. And I also want to thank each of you, all of our scholarship recipients for, for applying, for sharing your gifts and accomplishments with us. And I'm really looking forward to hearing from all of you throughout the week. And I know that all of you in ACB out there are, are, will be very, very pleased with our, our uh, winners this year. And I'm also hoping that this isn't the last you hear from them. We've got uh, some winners who are already involved uh, in ACB, and we're really excited about that. And we're excited to introduce others to ACB um, as the convention week goes on and beyond. So Thank you all very much for the privilege to serve um, on the scholarship committee and uh, for allowing me to speak and introduce everyone. So congratulations to a committee on the job well done and congratulations to all of our winners. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. I'm Don Coors and I live in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I'm on the scholarship subcommittee for 
social work, rehabilitation, and teaching. Along with me on the committee is Sheila Young from Florida and Valerie Stanford for Kansas City, Kansas. Um, it's been a great pleasure to work with these other two committee members in selecting scholarship winners for the coming school year. I'd like to introduce to you Olivia O'Connell, who is the winner of the Randolph Dillman and Charles Dillman Scholarship for $5,000. And she will be attending the University of Michigan this coming fall. Olivia, where do you plan to go to school and what's your major study? I plan to attend the University of Michigan Ann Arbor in the fall and to study uh, political science and international studies with a potential third major or minor in history. What made you decide to choose that major as a field of study? I chose political science, international studies, and history because I'm really passionate about social justice and creating change in the world. And um, I think that one way to do that is through po public policy and through uh, the world of politics. And so I hope to um, continue my advocacy work in college as I pursue these degrees to hopefully make a difference. In thinking back about your lifetime, what do you think one of your greatest accomplishments has been? I think that my greatest accomplishment has been all of the advocacy work that I've been able to do um, for the visually impaired and legally blind, blind communities, um, whether that's community activism or on social media or through um, writing or just within the people, the community and people around me. Um, I'm really proud of all of the work I've done to educate and raise awareness for um, legal blindness and visual impairments. Well, thank you so much and great luck at University of Michigan. Thank you. Thank you, Olivia. We have another Randolph Dillman, Charles Dillman scholarship winner for $5,000, Zachary Fox. Hi, uh, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is uh, Zachary Fox, and um, I'm originally from uh, Wisconsin, and uh, I just recently moved down to uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and um, I would like to extend my thanks to the uh, American Cultural of the Bind, and um, especially um, uh, many thanks to the uh, to the uh, scholarship committee, and um, I'm very honored to accept the uh, scholarship. Um, it's my uh, plan to uh, attend the uh, to attend uh, Florida State University uh, in Tallahassee, Florida, uh, coming up this fall. Uh, so I am uh, in the process of enrolling for classes uh, for their uh, career counseling program. Um, and then I also uh, received a, um, a an assistantship uh, to work in the career counseling center at the uh, Dunlap uh, Career Counseling Center um, at the university. Um, so I'm really excited to um, actually for this opportunity um, to be able to, uh, you know, to uh, do my internship and studies in the career counseling uh, field at, uh, at the University of uh, uh, Florida State University. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited for the opportunity. Um, and I uh, I also just recently graduated from the University of Wisconsin uh, Menom in Menominee, Wisconsin, uh, in the uh, Rehabilitation uh, Services Program in my undergrad. The reason I chose uh, the particular uh, area of study is I'm actually going to integrate uh, my experience uh, you know, working with uh, individuals with disabilities 
and we will go teaching beyond with a focus in um, career services uh, to be able to help uh, individuals with disabilities as well as the general population um, to uh, find employment uh, and then to help work a lot, you know, help them work through uh, their, um, their vocational and academic, academic uh, goals. Um, so I'm actually, um, you know, broadening my uh, opportunities um, for uh, my career in the future. Um, so I'm actually really excited to um, actually, you know, I'm hoping that uh, after graduation from my graduate uh, level is to work at, um, you know, career placement agencies to help uh, individuals with disabilities, uh, target populations, uh, you know, individuals with minorities, uh, as well as, um, you know, the general population that are seeking, um, you know, employment, you know, determine what their, you know, um, career and academic goals are. I think the greatest accomplishment, um, you know, while during my undergrad um, at the University of Wisconsin Stout, which is located in a very small, uh, it's a very small city of 16,000 people, uh, very, very um, much like a very large college town, uh, where we had a, uh, you know, county transit system that had a paratransit bus uh, that was, you know, where I could access to the community. Uh, but one of the things when I first arrived at university was um, the uh, crosswalks uh, were not accessible um, is, um, as a visually impaired as well as a hard of hearing individual uh, with a dual disability. Um, you know, I had an apartment uh, downtown in Menominee, um, and I discovered that, you know, uh, crossing the you know, streets were kind of uh, not the most accessible, so I had to really listen for traffic because the main intersection by the university, um, they had a uh, turn on red, or you know, a vehicle could turn on red uh, when they so it was, it was very challenging to be able to hear or see you know, traffic. So I had to listen very closely before I crossed. Sometimes I had to ask for assistance if it was really, really busy traffic in the morning. Um, you know, I had native classes from nine, uh, 9 to 10 a.m. Uh, starting so uh, so I had you know sometimes ask for assistance to cross, but um, I attended one one day I attended the um, the university's uh, diversity and inclusion um, uh, conference, and they they had students that came and I had a presentation about you know disability and accessibility. Um, so I raised the question uh, to um, to the students about you know the updating uh, the you know, the traffic singles, um, you know, right around the university. And um, it caught the interest of some of the students who were actually members of the uh, university's um, student government. Uh, we actually had a representative on the student government who, you know, oversaw the, um, the accessibility on campus, accessibility and inclusion. And they, they invited me to uh, speak at the uh, student senate and uh, so I, I came to, you know, address, uh, you know, the accessibility of the uh, crosswalks because they didn't have, you know, like an audio, like an audio um, AC, uh, APC audio, uh, so you'd be able to hear uh, crossing the street. So, um, you know, they, they came, they became interested in because they were replacing the curb cuts and as well as, you know, updating the, uh, you know, the sidewalks, the city was already in the project of doing, you know, updating the crosswalks and that. And um, 
will the university had like four uh, crosswalks on each side of the uh, because the university was situated downtown in Menominee. And uh, well, the, the pedestrian crosswalks, um, they did not have the audio, uh, you know, so the, the city was, uh, you know, interested in updating those. And um, we were able to, uh, I was able to work with the, the uh, student senate to be able to, you know, um, you know, with the idea of universal design in mind to justify, um, you know, updating the to audio crosswalks. And, you know, because it's not just, you know, for the visually impaired or, you know, and, you know, not just for disability specific, but also for the safety of all, you know, students on campus to have, you know, this, uh, you know, upbeat in the crosswalk. Um, because, um, you know, one thing I noticed is that, um, you know, we have large groups of students that are talking and that, you know, the, the safety piece to be able to hear uh, that, you know, this, that you know that the lights are on and that it's safe to cross. The idea of universal design for all students and for safety for everyone. Good morning, everyone. Um, this is Valerie coming to you from Kansas City, Missouri. And I'm so honored to be here today to present to you one of our calls winter winners. His name is Zach Thibodeau. And he has been one of the most interesting students that I've had the pleasure of interviewing. He is so diverse. And he has accomplished so many things that it, his um, background is just amazing. And I'm sure you're going to enjoy very much hearing what he has to say. So, Zach, could you please um, tell us where you're going to school next fall as an entering freshman and what field of study you've chosen there? Yes. Hi, my name is um, Zachary Thibodeau. Um, I'm from Dallas, Texas. Um, and I will be at, uh, going to Yale University um, in Connecticut in the fall. So I would like to take this opportunity to thank, you know, ACB, you know, Valerie, Don, and, and some of the members have really put a lot of time and in, and in, in, in to organize all this. And I really appreciate them recognizing what I've what I've done, and um, I, I really appreciate all they've done to get this together and put it together so it's, it's really nice and i also thank my family for all of the support um, that they have done uh, throughout the years um i will be studying um political science um at yale so i will be really made uh, focusing on public policy um so what goes into laws what uh, goes into them uh and how really their impact in um, societies. So, um, but yeah, I, I really, I really love foreign policy or public policy. And I really, um, love studying domestic, uh, impact reports and different things like that. And I would say my greatest accomplishment would be, um, that I was able to get set up the system for that Yale will use for Braille, um, for all blind students going forward. So, and the past, no blind student had ever gotten Braille at Yale um, in, in any capacity, but I um, pushed forward um, with it through accommodations and other things. And I really um, advocated, I was able to get them to um, purchase all my textbooks, and that will be the model uh, which Yale will use from now on. And what got you interested in this field of study? 
Um, when I was, um, you know, I really, I think I started studying it um, after the 2016 election, um, which was, you know, a prehistoric, it was a very, um, a lot going on with that one. So I really um, started looking, but really, honestly, it was also just because there's a lot of um, issues just in, in public policy that are found. Um, and I really just connected with them. I loved seeing how different things would work in Washington and seeing how, um, you know, different statistics and different things, how people were represented and how, um, you know, systems worked. I really just studied it um, really heavily and I really uh, enjoyed it. And I wanted to uh, make a difference. Uh, I have a, a pretty unique perspective um, in a lot of ways. And so I, um, you know, really felt um, just interested in the field overall. I mean, it was a really, really, um, uh, you know, fascinating just to study all the different laws, the different, um, uh, you know, statistical uh, variances and how people react to things and how candidates can influence things and how uh, economic policy um, is affected by laws and just really, it was really just interesting. So I, I really gravitated towards that around 14. And then I slowly, you know, um, built that interest over time uh, through statistical projects I did in my classes and uh, through, um, you know, I, I traveled to DC and did some leadership conferences um, to really just hone in my interest uh, in the field. Thank you. And you mentioned one of your accomplishments, which was the Braille at Yale, what I like uh -huh. to call it. But I, in reading over your application, I mean, you have so, so many accomplishments. Um, all the things that you have done with Braille, um, the, the video games and the board games, and then um, being a UN national student and uh, there's a whole list of them here and even your scores on the ACT and the SAT. It's just, those are just incredible things. And being a puppy raiser. Um, I was just wondering too, if there is another accomplishment that's just near and dear to your heart over looking back over all of your high school career and maybe before that even. I think, you know, one of the, another one that, that really connected with me, I would say is the, um, I gave the keynote address in 2019, 2020. It was a really big deal to me for um, Guide Dogs for the Blind. Um, so I was a big sponsor for them. So I gave um, an address to promote um, their summer program and to promote um, some of their other programs. So I, I really, um, it is an accomplishment, but it was really, it really connected with me and to be able to accomplish, to promote something that I truly believed in um, was probably one of the biggest accomplishments I guess I could have done in my life because it's not just what I did for myself but what I could do to share what they have done and what others have done in um, you know helping with independence so that was um, you know probably one of my, uh, my greatest accomplishments I've, I've done as well. Thank you so much for that as a guide dog user myself I am so thrilled to hear about all your experience with that even at such a young, young age. And uh, I truly appreciate that. And I'm sure many of our folks in the audience also appreciate that too. So everyone, if you have a chance to meet Zach, 
his name's going to be coming out there in the future. We're going to, this is not the last time you'll meet Zach Thibodeau. I promise you that. Thank you so much, Zach. Thank you. Closing code for this scholarship segment is 61793 for those of you with continuing education credits, 61793. Thanks for that. And once again, congratulations to our splendid scholarship winners. Looking forward to uh, getting to know all of you more over the course of time. Uh, Even though we're late, we're doing okay. And uh, we're going to take a bit of a break. But while we do that for about 10 minutes, uh, we're going to do some important announcements and uh, some door prizes. So announcement and door prize friends, take it away. Hello, AC. It's great to be with you this morning. Uh, I've got some announcements for you. And in these announcements, I'm going to be having an ass. And I've got a couple of good opportunities for you to walk away with some money or not today, later this week. So our walk is officially over, but it's unofficially not over because we still take walk donations on into August. So you still have the opportunity to help ACB meet our walk goal. Right now, we're over $80,000, but our goal is $95,000. So if you can help us there, please do so. Uh, I know Leslie would look forward to you attending the auction tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Then we have the Braille Forum Raffle going on. The Braille Forum Raffle tickets are $50. First prize is $5,000. Five big thousand dollars there, folks. And that'll give you an opportunity to eat regular for a while. Then second prize is $1,000. And third prize is $500. This will be given away at the banquet. And if you'd like to purchase tickets, you can call the Minneapolis office. And that number is 612-332-3242. And last but certainly not least is the MMS program. Uh, As you know, you can donate to ACB in implements of as low as $10, and you can split that with a local affiliate. And the way to do that is go to, I'm going to spell this out for you, askacbmms at gmail.com. That's askacbmms at gmail.com. Or call 202-743-0755. Again, that's 202 743-0755. Each day of this week, we're going to be giving away a $100 gift card for those of you who sign up or add to your monthly MMS donation. And this morning's winner is Renee Zellickson. Congratulations, Renee. And I look forward to giving you a new winner tomorrow. So y'all don't forget that. And our grand prizes this year for our MMS storm, which will be given away in August, is first prize is a $500 piece of gift card, and second prize is the new Sonos Rooms uh, speaker. It's a great portable speaker. It's very small, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. So, again, we're thankful for everybody that signed up for MMS yesterday, and from our drawing, the winner today is Renee Zellickson. Thank you. Excellent. And, Janet, over to you. All right. I've got a few door prizes. Um, Ted Chittenden of Phoenix, Arizona a $25 Amazon gift certificate from Florida Council of the Blind. And Nancy Mathis, yeah, Nancy Mathis from Plymouth, Massachusetts. She is the recipient of a a $50 gift certificate from ACB of Minnesota. Our next one is Wendy Darling. And Wendy is from Montgomery, Alabama. And she has a $25 gift certificate from Amazon from Delaware Council of the Blind. Our next, do you want me to do a couple more, uh, Dan? 
or Dan, whatever your name is, Mark. I'm, yeah. you know, we're all we're all a little crazy here today. Yeah. And we're working right. on that ten minutes. Go for it. All right, very good. I have. Oh, this is going to be very cool. I have a fifty dollar gift certificate for Uber donated by Mike and Kathleen Duke. And that is going to go to um, Gloria Hitton of uh, Seattle, Washington. Wow. That's a nice door prize. And it then is. I've got Jason. I'm sorry, I'm losing my. Jason Smith from Ayuka, Mississippi, is going to get, be the recipient of a $25 um, from Mountain State, $25. Fantastic, Janet. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. And I and I think my time's about done. I think so. All right. Very good. Well, congratulations to our door prize winners. Good good job. Woo-hoo. All and, that hard work. And Mark, I have one more just brief announcement. Yeah, go, go for it. Thank, thank you, sir. I just want to announce that elections will be closing in six minutes at 1.15 <laughs> Eastern. So this is your final opportunity to get your individual vote in on vote now. Elections will be closing shortly at 1.15, and then following uh, the rest of the program around 1.30 to 1.40, we will be coming back uh, to announce the winner of our elections for first vice president, and then continuing down the roll call of uh, open positions until we find our next, next contested election. So thank you so much, and back to you, Mark. Thank you very much. And we can assure you all votes will be counted. Absolutely right. We're not doing that. All right. Very good. Uh, Let's see. It is my pleasure to keep up for all of you a presentation of the Vernon Henley Media Award. There are lots of people who work extremely hard in ACB. Nobody works harder than the lady who is going to host this presentation for us, Deb Cook-Lewis of the Board of Publications. So, Deb, over to you. It is my honor to announce on behalf of the ACB Board of Publications that the recipient of the American Council of the Blind 2021 Vernon Henley Media Award is the U.S. Presidential Inauguration Committee, PIC, for their commitment to accessibility by providing extensive, unprecedented audio description coverage of the elements of the 2021 presidential inauguration of Joseph Biden and Kamala Harris. In addition, this award ceremony would not be complete without including the two audio describers who made the inauguration accessible up through audio description, Martin Wilde and Bridget Melton. The Vernon Henley Media Award is presented to an organization or person who has made a positive difference in the press, whether in radio, TV, magazines, newspapers, or electronic media that may change public attitudes to recognize the capabilities of people who are blind or by demonstrating elements of true accessibility, in this case, to a national event, i.e. the presidential inauguration. The PIC provided live audio description for Martin, with Martin Wilde and Bridget Melton for over nine hours of uh, inauguration coverage. This number of hours had never been made available to Americans who are blind wanting to have full access to the inauguration activities. 
In addition, the PIC gave the American Council of the Blind permission to broadcast the live stream of the events of the inauguration over ACB radio. And this made it very possible for people who may have difficulty getting audio description on their televisions to be able to easily access the content of the, of the streams through this interface with ACB radio. I know you will agree with me that the Presidential Inaugural Committee, Martin Wilde and Bridget Melton, are very worthy recipients of the 2021 Vernon Henry Media Award from the American Council of the Blind. And they are all here with us today. I would like to introduce uh, Ted Jackson from the Presidential Inaugural Committee. Thank you, Deb. Thank you very much. It was an honor and a pleasure to work on the inaugural committee as the accessibility advisor. And really, this work began over the past four years, where a number of people with disabilities working in the political engagement ecosystem were really advocating and pushing for change. I was also the accessibility director on the Democratic National Convention, and that's where I met Bridget and Martin. We put out an RFP for communication access, and this time, for the first time, I included uh, audio description. And boy, did they come through and do an amazing job at the convention. So when we were celebrating and working hard to build our celebration around the inauguration of President Biden and Vice President Harris, it made sense to bring Bridget and Martin back to do such an amazing job. I heard all day long from blind people across America who felt like they could watch the inauguration for the first time. And I knew that's what would happen because they did such a great job at the convention. So with that, I wanna um, pass it off to the honorees today, Bridget Melton and Martin Weil. Well, thank you, Deb and Ted. And thanks to the American Council of the Blind for all of your efforts to increase independence, security, equality of opportunity and quality of life for all blind and visually impaired people. I'm honored and humbled to receive the 2021 Vernon Henley Media Award from the ACB. I'd also like to thank Ted Jackson and the entire Presidential Inauguration Committee, staff and production team for their comprehensive efforts and commitment to provide live simultaneous accessibility services of all the inauguration events. This allowed folks across the blind and low vision community to fully engage and participate in this important historical event. I look forward to the opportunity to continue our collaboration in the future. And I'd also like to thank my colleague, Bridget Melton, for her energy, enthusiasm, and professionalism. You helped make this important work a joyful and rewarding experience. Thank you so much to ACB for this honor um, and for Ted Jackson and PIC for being able to be a part of the team that brought the audio description for so many hours uh, to the American public and to people across the world. Martin, as always, it was a pleasure to work with you. And Ted, uh, very much a pleasure to work with you guys again. And I hope to do so again in the future. Thank you so much for this honor. Thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, you'll notice, friends, that we did not do continuing ed credit codes for that previous segment. But we do have continuing ed to offer for the upcoming NLS presentation. So before I cue that up, Janet, let's, let's have that magic number. The magic opening CEU code is 37942. 37942. All right. If you're a lottery player or whatever, uh, consider that number. So it is something almost like an ACB 
liturgy element uh, that we have our friends from the National Library Service for the Blind and Disabled join us at our national conferences and conventions. And this year is no different. Why would it be? Uh, so pleased to welcome two folks who we will present to you now and a special guest that we will hold uh, for a, 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 a big smile in a few minutes. Uh, but it's my pleasure to introduce to you Jason Yasner, who is the interim director of NLS, and Mark Santangelo, who is the chief of the NLS patron and network engagement division. So, uh, Jason, over to you, sir. Welcome. Thank you so much, Mark, and thank you all of you at the American Council of the Blind Convention. Um, this is actually my first time attending this convention, so I was very, very flattered uh, that I was asked to represent NLS. Uh, as you all know, uh, Director Karen Kenninger retired earlier this year, May 31st. Uh, so I, besides being deputy director, I'm continuing to be interim director um, until uh, a new director is seated. Uh, I have brought with me um, new chief of the Patreon Network Engagement Division, uh, which is a uh, revamped division from the old network division, uh, NLS did a reorg. Uh, and we're just going to talk to you quickly about NLS modernization. And Mark's going to talk to you a little bit about what's going on in Patreon and network engagement. I know we only have a few minutes here. Uh, so I um, encourage all of you who are more interested in speaking with Mark and me, uh, to join us at 2.30 for the library users group, where we'll be on camera um, going through this presentation in more detail uh, and answering your questions. So um, the first slide here uh, is uh, introducing um, both Mark and me, and there are three photographs. One is an NLS patron listening to a book on um, his iPhone using Bard. Uh, in the middle, there's a patron reading a hard copy Braille book. And uh, on the other side of the slide is a person using our current digital talking book machine and listening to a book on cartridge. So the next slide is basically a general slide about what NLS is. The most important thing to get out of this slide is our vision statement. And that is that all may read. NLS's vision uh, is to make sure that all who can read should read, may read to provide books, magazines, musical scores, foreign language, locally produced materials and texts in braille and recorded formats to blind and print disabled individuals in the United States and the United um, US citizens living abroad. Um, my presentation is gonna focus more on modernization where we're looking at for the next five to seven years. So the next slide uh, is talking about some of the ways we got to our modernization in, um, initiatives. Um, we had brought on um, several consultants, Accenture and Deloitte, to kind of look at where NLS um, was um, and where we want to be and try to establish a roadmap on how to get there, leveraging new processes, uh, leveraging new technologies, et cetera. Um, part of my job as deputy director was to establish a modernization program office and hire a dedicated program manager. His name is Fred Cook. Uh, and so he helps me ma manage um, all the initiatives in the um, program office. We did a lot of market research and research and development to really see what other institutions were doing in different countries. Some of our um, sister organizations in other countries that provide services uh, to the blind and print disabled, uh, looking at technology, 
um, and looking at groups like what ACB um, is doing. And so we have a lot of projects, pilots, field tests, and focus groups going on right now as we're testing out different technologies, different devices, and different processes. So this is all tied into our strategic and directional planning over the next five to seven years. The next slide is talks about the Modernization Program Office and its mission is basically to implement the NLS Modernization Plan. And so uh, we have chartered this to make sure all um, understand what its mission is. And uh, of course, the goal is to provide higher levels of reliable service for NLS operations and its patrons. The next thing is to describe some of the initiatives that are in the Modernization Office. I'm just going to quickly read these. And as I said later on this afternoon, uh, we can talk about these more in depth. But basically, BARD and other IT modernization, we have several IT systems that are worked um, with BARD to make sure that patrons can download and read books easily and quickly. Um, PIX is our internal um, application that we use to produce our books and get them through the production process. We're modernizing PIX. We're obviously looking at the next generation playback devices. We've had the current digital talking book player for uh, over 10 years, and we're looking at other devices such as a smartphone, smart speaker, um, and other types of things that may be the next candidate uh, for the next digital talking book player. You're probably very familiar with our Braille e-reader pilot. These are the refreshable Braille displays um, that we have been piloting with several of our network libraries and patrons. Uh, Judy Dixon has been intimately involved in that project, and this was one of um, Taryn Kenninger's um, largest legacies for NLS. She really wanted to see a Braille e-reader um, device join our program. The Marrakesh Treaty is uh, the United States signed on in 2019, and that basically allows NLS to share its collection uh, with um, foreign countries that are signed, also signed on to the Marrakesh Treaty but um, also for them to share the collection, their collections with us. And so we're working on different processes and tools that we can offer these foreign collections uh, from other countries to our patrons. We have a data connectivity provision, which is something that's coming in the future. We're doing research to decide or figure out how many of our patrons out there have smart devices? How many of our patrons have broadband and cellular service? But how many patrons do not? And how can NLS possibly provide broadband or cellular service to those people who either can't afford it or you know, simply haven't gotten it? Uh, so we're doing research into that. Uh, the NLS reorganization actually was implemented in October 2020. And NLS relocation, you've probably heard from Karen Kenninger and many others that NLS moved into its current location in um, the Petworth neighborhood of Washington, DC in 1967 on a one-year lease. We've been trying to move back to Capitol Hill ever since. So we still have an NLS relocation project um, that eventually, hopefully we will find a new location closer to the other three library buildings on Capitol Hill. So um, uh, the remaining slides are basically more detail into um, those particular initiatives. One thing I wanted to mention about the reorganization that uh, part of the reorganization was to stand up this new patron and network engagement division. Uh, it was specifically designed to increase communication and collaboration with you, our patrons and our stakeholders. So we're really excited to talk about that coming up. And I'm going to pass it to Mark in a second. But just some of the next steps that we're doing for modernization. Um, we're having meetings, of course. 
Uh, we've aligned our modernization initiatives with our annual performance goals. We have lots of projects and pilots. Uh, we're increasing our capacity for program, project, and product management, making sure that we use best practices and the best methodologies to monitor and track our projects. So that was really the lightning round of modernization. As I said, I'll speak more about it later, but I'd like to pass it to Mark Santangelo, the new chief of the Patron and Network Engagement Division. Thank you very much, Jason. My name is Mark Santangelo, and I am delighted to be here to introduce you to the newly formed Patron and Network Engagement Division at NLS. And what perfect timing during ACB's 60th anniversary convention with the theme, Better Together, wherever we are. And that statement is impactful and transformational. It's also very true of the NLS network comprising 94 libraries across the USA and its territories. Better together, wherever we are. It's a pathway toward the NLS vision that all may read. So thank you again for having us here today. I'm delighted to share with you the vision and outcome of what we plan to do in the patron and network engagement division. I'm gonna, on the slide, are the sections that we have, and I'm gonna briefly describe them for you and go into more detail. We have the network services section, the music section, patron engagement section, the reference section, and BEP, which is the currency reader project jointly between the Bureau of Engraving and Printing and NLS. Next slide, please. The network services section we, is the way in which we serve our patrons through a network of 94 cooperating libraries supported at a federal, state, and local level. U.S. citizens who are blind, visually impaired, or who are print disabled are eligible to receive library service. Your local network library can sign you up for the program, assist with issues concerning equipment, recommend book titles, and help people access to BARD. The BARD is the Braille and Audio Reading Download Service, which contains over 125,000 titles in audio and in Braille. And to highlight one of those, two of those libraries, each year, NLS presents a professional award to the Network Library of the Year. The award recognizes two libraries at the highest level of distinction of service to our patrons. And the 2020-2021 award was presented last May and went to the Iowa Library for the Blind and Print Disabled and to the Bayside and Special Services Library in Virginia Beach. Now, let me give you just a small example of the distinct service that I'm speaking about. The Iowa Library, they provided its patron of extreme service during the height of the pandemic. They set up weekly programs to read Westerns and mysteries to their patrons over the telephone. And they also led book discussions in the same way. That's a high level of dedication to our patrons and one that NLS wants to celebrate and endorse. And at the award ceremony, the Librarian of Congress, Dr. Carla Hayden said about both libraries, when the world around them came to a stop, they kept moving forward, finding new ways to expand access, engage their readers and their community. So congratulations to Iowa and Bayside for this accomplishment. Also within network services is our program called Duplication on Demand. It's a process designed by NLS where numerous books can be downloaded onto one single cartridge and mailed to the patron. It streamlines circulation, improves access to books. It creates shelf space, and more importantly, it makes service easier for the patron and the librarians. There are 69 libraries that are transitioning to the DOD model, and there will be more to come. We're also modernizing the communications with the network for better improvement using Zoom platform with closed captioning and with greater accessibility. We communicate monthly with the entire network 
We present webinars for the training of library staff, and we host orientation sessions for new staff members. We're improving this dialogue with a network, which we believe will help us better understand the needs of our patrons. Next slide, please. The music section that holds the largest collection of Braille music materials in the world with over 24,000 titles. There are more than 2,800 audiobooks on music appreciation and instruction and over 850 large print music works. The music section actively participates in the Marrakesh Treaty Exchange Program that has allowed us to add over 100 titles to the collection. And this year, NLS celebrated its 90th year anniversary. And to mark that occasion, the music session section hosted a jazz performance by pianist Matthew Whitaker, an extremely talented performer and an NLS patron himself. The performance was released back in March, but it is still available on the Library of Congress YouTube channel. I encourage you to listen to it. And if you're also passionate about music, then you'll want to read the NLS Music Notes blog. They're well-written articles covering topics on many musical genres, classical music, opera, jazz, pop, world music from places like Zimbabwe, Colombia, Italy, or Prince Edward Island, and the list goes on. And you know what? You can even listen and uh, you can even read and learn about the Frank Zappa catalog from A to Z. I haven't heard that name in a long while, and I want to explore his catalog of music. So the NLS Music Notes blog is prepared by our experts, and they are our staff who are also professionally trained musicians. Next slide, please. This is the patron engagement section is on this slide, and it's to connect with our patrons. Now, the patron engagement section is newly formed, and it connects NLS directly with the patrons. And when I think about the vision for this section, I'm reminded about the convention theme, better together wherever we are, because the patron engagement section will identify individual patron concerns and then work with all of NLS to find solutions. We even have an overseas librarian, Donna Coe, who, whose patrons are U.S. citizens living abroad. Now, she publishes a newsletter called the Overseas Outlook, which is available online, and it uh, covers updates about NLS, projects of NLS, and it always includes a bibliography of titles based on specific themes. The latest issue was in June, and it had an interview with retired NLS director Karen Kenniger, and it also offered a bibliography on the theme of stress management and resilience. And going forward, the patron engagement section as it evolves will have a number of new positions added to it. Currently, it consists of the consumer relations officer, the customer support specialist, and the overseas librarian. We will add a section head to that position, an education and training specialist, and an assistive technology specialist to better engage with our patrons. Next slide, please. And this slide is for the reference section. And on the PowerPoint slide is a picture of an open book printed in Braille to indicate the wealth of information resources available through the reference librarians. The reference section is the NLS Information Center. It's your first place for assistance. You can call, email, or write your inquiries, whether about topics of library service, BARD, disability resources, or any reference questions, and our librarians will provide assistance and respond promptly. We also publish bibliographies on topics of interest to students, professionals, and anyone interested in research on disabilities. We list current literature and new books that have been added to the collection, and we publish reference guides and directories, whether on BARD, Braille reading devices, disability resources, and NLS 
program information. Year to date, we have serviced almost 3,500 reference queries alone in 2021. Next slide. And finally, I'd like to mention BEP. BEP uh, this year marks the seventh anniversary that the US Currency Reader Distribution Project has been at NLS. It's a joint effort between NLS and the US Bureau of Engraving and Printing to service free currency reader devices to eligible members of the public. And on the PowerPoint slide I have, I placed an image of the iBill device attached to a $5 bill. And the iBill currency reader denominates common US banknotes for people who have a visual impairment. And this year, NLS has processed over 3,000 device requests, getting this device into the hands of the people who need it. And the number has been going down because of the pandemic, but we're hoping it will pick an uptick and climb higher, especially since lately, we have just recently partnered with blind and visually impaired organizations nationwide to promote the device further. And that is a summary of some of the things we've been up to at the patron and network engagement section. And I am like to, uh, I'd like to conclude by passing this on to Kim Charlson. Thank you <laughs> both Jason and um, Mark for those great um, informative presentation. And I will turn it over to uh, Mark Rankert. <laughs> Uh, we won't have to fight over the microphone for much longer. Um, thank you both very, very much for the presentation. Ordinarily, we would be taking questions. We certainly have in the past, and time is sort of our mortal enemy right now. Uh, so we got to get cruising. But uh, uh, as you both have noted, um, folks uh, will be able to meet you a little bit later on today, and I'm sure mm -hmm. we'll have all kinds of questions for you. Absolutely. We are not, we are not however, done uh, with this presentation yet, because there's one more special one uh, to do, and I have the privilege of doing it, and this is about our friend and our colleague, Dr. Judith Dixon. Judy is about to retire after 40-40 years at NLS, and Judy is... Uh, a, and, and I hope all of you are already aware of this, a champion for accessible technology, Braille, and for consumerism really of all kinds. Why this consumerism of all kinds, but especially where it concerns the responsiveness of libraries and other specialized agencies uh, to the needs and capabilities of folks just like us who are blind or visually impaired. Uh, but Judy is not a nine to five person. She is truly a 24 seven person. Uh, whose involvement in our community uh, stems all the way from cross-country skiing, and in particular through her involvement in Ski for Light uh, for many years. And her commitment to the future of Braille uh, is really unparalleled, particularly through her work and leadership with the Braille Authority of North America. Judy uh, has truly touched the lives of all of us. Uh, even if you all have, you individually have never met her, I guarantee you your life has been affected by her work and her commitment and knowledge to all of us uh, through many ways, but certainly no less than through her work uh, through the many publications or many books that have been published by National Braille Press. Uh, certainly at the top of my list would be the Label It uh, book. Uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, even someone as disorganized as me might actually have a hope uh, after that. On a bit of a personal note for me, uh, both Judy and I are graduates of Stetson University, which is in Central Florida. And uh, 31 years ago, when I first moved up to Washington, D.C., uh, I got to know Judy because of a connection through there. Judy said, you know what, Mark, uh, you really need to get a hold of a gentleman by the name of Scott Marshall. And Scott uh, was ACB's first full-time public policy guy. And as a result of that connection, 
uh, I ended up getting a, a best friend for life and uh, I, a, a career in public policy and a chance to frankly meet all of you. Uh, so Judy, from a, just me personally, uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, from all of us in the American Council of the Blind, Judy, congratulations on a much-deserved, well-deserved retirement. Thank you so much for changing all of our lives. And I have, I love this part, uh, as a special way uh, to show our appreciation to you and knowing of your affinity for the NPR program, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Uh, it is our privilege to extend to you the opportunity to be our invited guest at the virtual head table to get to interact with the Wait, Wait host, Peter Siegel. And, uh, and we are just so pleased to honor you uh, in that fashion. So again, uh, congratulations, Judy. Thank you so much for who you are, what you've done. And quite frankly, all of us are pretty excited to see what happens next. So uh, Judy, over to you, because uh, uh, why not give you an opportunity to, uh, while blushing, say a few words, maybe. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much. This is such a surprise. I wondered why they wanted me here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I have had a wonderful 40 years at NLS. It's changed hugely, and it's going to keep changing, and it's pretty exciting. And I'm just looking forward to the next 40 years where I get to do all the things I want to do, having to do with Braille, having to do with outreach and advocacy, and it's just going to be continued to be fun. So thanks so much. You are most welcome, and thank you so much. Uh, Dan, before tossing it back to you, I know, Janet, we've got the little matter of a closing code for this lovely session. We do, and the closing code for our NLS session is 48529. Again, 48529. Thank you. With that, my work here is done. Thank you all so much. Dan, back over to you, sir. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, First Vice President of the American Council of Blind, Mark Reichert. We appreciate it so much. And now uh, we're, we're, we're doing absolutely amazing well, amazingly well, giving it. It's our first virtual election during a general session. We're running about 10 minutes late. So let me walk you through kind of the next steps for the remainder of the general session today. Uh, we will introduce uh, our uh, supervisor of elections, uh, Nancy Marks Becker, who will give us the results of the candidates, uh, uh, the, the candidates race for first vice president. Uh, once Nancy gives the results, we'll give both candidates uh, an opportunity to speak for the membership. Then um, we're going to ask Janet Dickelman to take a few moments and uh, give out a few more door prizes and maybe a couple of highlights on what will happen for the remainder of Monday because Nancy and I will have to travel through time and space over <laughs> to another Zoom room in order to get ready for the continuation of our candidate elections uh, after we announce the results of this election. So if you all can bear with us, uh, we appreciate your patience, uh, which we've always encouraged throughout this process. And I'm so proud of what we've been able to accomplish today as an organization. It just brings a smile to my face. Uh, good luck to the candidates. And I would now like to turn it over to Nancy Marks Becker, our supervisor of elections, to give the results of the position of first vice president. Nancy. You guys, I would love to say that this has been an awesome election. I will tell you that there has been a grand total between individual and affiliate votes, 977 
votes. Typically at our election for individual votes, we only have like 250. We had over 600 of our members individually vote. So of the 977, this is the breakdown. Deb Cook Lewis, 635 and one half votes for 65% of the vote, 341 and a half or 35% for Mark Reichert. The individual vote count was 397 for Deb Cook Lewis or 65.8%, 206 for Mark Reichert or 34.2%. The affiliate breakdown was 238 and a half for Deb Cook Lewis or 63.8%. For Mark Reichert was 135 and one half or 36.2%. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Nancy. And now I'm going to, uh, first, I just want to say congratulations to both candidates. Uh, you know, as someone who has an opportunity to run for office occasionally, it, thank you. Uh, you are both friends. You're both excellent members of the American Council of the Blind, and we appreciate you putting yourselves out there for this organization. First, I'd like to recognize Mark Reichert. Uh, to say a few words, and then Deb Cook-Lewis. So, Mark. Uh, thanks so much. Thanks so much, Dan. And uh, first things first, Deb, congratulations. You're going to rock. Uh, I know because you have already. And uh, so congratulations to you. Congratulations to ACB. I, I meant what I said when we were in various forums together. I think ACB is the winner uh, as a result of this process. Um, as for me, uh, the last time uh, that I was up for election two years ago, I kind of wrapped things up with the words of a song. Maybe I'll kind of do the same thing here. One of my favorite bands of all time is, is U2. And one of their songs, uh, 40, is based on the words of Psalm 40 from the Hebrew Bible, which essentially goes something like this. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and he heard my cry. He picked me up out of a ditch, out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock. He gave me a new song, a new song of praise to our God. Many will see and be amazed and put their trust in you. Um, I will just then finally wrap up being the good little Lutheran boy that I am with uh, the prayer I offered two years ago. Uh, may the Most High God continue to richly bless the women and men of the American Council of the Blind. I know he will because he already has. Thanks, y'all. We'll see you around. Thank you, Mark, and thank you for all of your service. Now I'd like to recognize uh, the new first vice president of the American Council of the Blind, Deb Cook-Lewis. Well, thank you, Dan, and thank you, ACB. Um, it's actually hard to follow Mark's comments without tears. Um, I think that was a very beautiful tribute to the organization, and I just think it's great. Um, I really am humbled and honored to serve ACB in this way and know that whether I won or lost the election, I still plan to uh, serve ACB. I will be um, uh, over streaming various sessions this afternoon, like always. So <laughs> things may not look very different to me for a while, but I just thank you all. I love you. I appreciate your support. And I hope that I will do everything I can to earn that support. Thank you so much. Thank you, Deb, and congratulations. 
And next, I will turn it over to Janet, impromptu. I know she's a, the woman who can handle all situations. So <laughs> if she could kind of recap for us uh, kind of what's going on for the rest of today. And then also uh, maybe do a couple of more door prizes. And uh, Nancy and I will be back with you in just a moment. So thank you. All right. Wow, it, it's really hard to come after these two wonderful candidates because Mark got me crying and then Deb continued my crying. So uh, congratulations. Thanks to both of you. You both outstanding, outstanding people. I have a couple of door prizes that I'm ready to do first. So I'm going to do those first. And Philip Rich from Albany, New York, receives a hoodie from New York that has on it the letter I and then a heart, the shape of a heart and New York or and, and ACB under the heart. And it comes in multiple colors. So we'll reach out to him and let him get his color preference. And that was donated by Nancy Murray and ACB of New York. Thank you. Um, Claire Stanley from Rockville, Maryland has a $25 gift certificate from ACB of Cal Cal from California Council of the Blind. Uh, Nancy Pendergraf of Huntsville, Alabama is the recipient of a $25 gift certificate from Missouri Council of the Blind. And then we have Tom Lelos, who is a winner uh, from Powell, Washington, or Powell, Wyoming, I'm sorry, of a $25 gift certificate from ACB, excuse me, ACB Radio Amateurs. So those are the door prizes that I have ready for you for today. Are we ready for our elections? Janet, this is Dan. Thank you so much for uh, carrying the ball there. We really appreciate it. We are now going to move forward with the election for second vice president. Now, before we get started, what we're going to do we are going to go through our series of elections from second vice president to secretary to treasurer. Uh, if we do not, uh, we will, for each election, we will call for nominations from the floor. We'll make that call three times. If we do not, if we have a nomination from the floor, then that will be our next contested election. And that will take place on Tuesday. Uh, if we do not, uh, if a candidate does not have anyone uh, contesting him. If no nominations come from the floor, we will announce their uh, their uh, election by acclamation. Uh, we will ask any speaker or any candidates that win by accl acclamation today that we will give them all an opportunity to speak before the membership before our contested election tomorrow at the general session. So we do not have time for candidate speeches if they get elected by acclamation. As soon as we have our first contest where we have a nominee from the floor, then at that point in time, we will announce that contested election for the day, which will be tomorrow. And that will be the end of any roll call of any future of elections. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that's clear to everybody. And at this point in time, then, as we move forward, we have Rick uh, Morin and Nancy Marks Becker uh, in the green room to help us with uh, raised hands. So I want to first uh, have acknowledgement from uh, Nancy and Rick that all hands have been lowered. 
They're all they down, are, Dan. Yes. All right. They are all, all lowered. All Dan hands, all hands are down. Okay. Thank you, Nancy and Rick. We will now do the um, candidates' election for second vice president. From our nominating committee, the name of Ray Campbell from Glen Ellen, Illinois, a program, uh, excuse me, assistive technology specialist and programmer for United Airlines. His name has been put into nomination. We will now ask for any nominations for the floor. So for the first time, do we have any nominations for the floor for the position of second vice president? Dan, you have Kay Love. No, she put her hand down. Oh, she put her hand down. She put her hand down. All right. Seeing no hands, I'll ask for a second time. Do we have any nominations for the floor for the position of second vice president? And now for a third and final time, do we have any nominations for the floor for the position of second vice president? I will now ask Nancy and Rick if any hands have been raised. None. There have been no hands raised. Oh, no. There is one hand raised. Um, I'm not sure she is intending to talk or not. Okay, wait. We are not accepting motions to approve by acclamation. We are just, if you have a nominee for a candidate. All hands are down. All hands are down. Okay, thank you very much. I now would like to proclaim that by acclamation, Ray Campbell has been elected second vice president for the American Council of Line, now serving his second term. Thank you very much, Ray, and congratulations, and we look forward to hearing your comments tomorrow morning. We will now move on for the position of secretary. Placed in nomination from the nominating committee is Denise Colley from Lacey, Washington, retired federal employee. I will now ask Nancy and Rick if all hands are lowered. All hands are lowered. Thank you very much. Recognizing that all hands are lowered, I will now for the first time ask for any nominations for the floor for the position of ACB secretary. For a second time, I will ask any nominations for the floor for the position of ACB secretary. And now for the third and final time, I will ask any nominations for the floor for the position of ACB secretary. Nancy and Rick, do we have any raised hands? There are no raised hands, Dan. Thank you very much. Having seen no raised hands, I am honored to recognize Denise Colley by acclamation as the new second, excuse me, as the new secretary of the American Council of the Blind, excuse me, say new, the continuing secretary of the American Council of the Blind for her second term. Thank you, Denise. We look forward to your comments tomorrow morning. Next, we have the position of ACB treasurer. The nominating committee has placed into nomination the name of David Trott, retired director of Vendor Enterprise Services for the state of Alabama from Talladega, Alabama. First, Nancy and Rick, are there any hands raised right now? Are all hands lowered before we start the nominating process? Dan, all hands are lowered. Thank you, Nancy. Now, for the first time, I will make the call. Are there any nominations for the floor for the position of ACB treasurer? For the second time, 
Are there any nominations for the floor for the position of ACB treasurer? And for the third and final time, are there any nominations from the floor for the position of ACB treasurer? Nancy, do we have any raised hands? Dan, there are no raised hands. Hearing and seeing that there are no raised hands, I would like to congratulate David Trott as the ACB treasurer and have him approved by acclamation. David will be serving his third and final term as ACB treasurer. Congratulations, David. We look forward to your comments tomorrow morning. We will now move on to the positions of board of directors for the American Council of the Blind. We have five board of directors that have been nominated. We will read the candidate's position in the order that they were presented from the nominating committee. The first candidate uh, nominated for the position of board of directors is Jeff Bishop. This would be his second term and final term as on the ACB board of directors. Uh, Jeff Bishop is from Kirkland, Washington, where is he is a program director for Microsoft. So before we begin the nominations, I would ask uh, Nancy and Rick, are all hands lowered? And all hands are lowered. Thank you, Nancy. We will now start nominations from the floor. For the first time, are there any nominations for the floor, from the floor, uh, running against Jeff Bishop for board of directors? For the second time, are there any nominations for the floor for the position of board of directors running against Jeff Bishop? And for the third and final time, are there any hands raised in nomination running against, nominated against to run against Jeff Bishop for the position of ACB board of directors? Nancy, are there any hands raised? Dan, there are no hands raised. Seeing and hearing that there are no hands raised, I would like to Point by acclamation, Jeff Bishop for his second term on the ACB Board of Directors. Congratulations, Jeff, and we look forward to your comments tomorrow morning. We're going to get to hear from a lot of wonderful officers and Board, direct, board of Directors tomorrow morning before our candidates' speeches. It's now time to put in nomination our second, uh, off, second candidate for the position of ACB Board of Directors. The nominating committee placed second in the slate, Doug Powell, uh, serving his second term as applying for his second term as the ACB Board of Directors. Doug is from Falls Church, Virginia, where he is a um, retired uh, marketing specialist. So before we begin the nominations, I would ask uh, Nancy are all hands down at this point in time? And all hands are lowered. All hands are lowered. But now, for the first time, I'd like to ask from the floor, are there any nominations from the floor to run against Doug Powell for the ACB Board of Directors position? I do one, I have one hand raised. We have one hand raised. It is Anthony right. Corona. Anthony Corona, could you... Uh, could we please uh, unmute Anthony to see if he would like to place anyone in nomination? He's unmuted. 
Hi, Dan. Yes, I would like to nominate Connie Sims of Dakota, retired massage therapist, as well as healthcare and advocate extraordinaire in general, and our voting rights spokesperson. All right. Thank you, Anthony. Anthony, have you conferred with this person and have they are they willing to serve uh, and be nominated? They are willing to serve and be nominated. And I believe that she has her speakers lined up as well. Okay. thank you very much. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. All right, Anthony, if you would now put your hand down and let me ask for a second time. Are there any other nominations for the floor for the position of ACB Board of Directors to run against Doug Powell? And for the third and final time, are there any other nominations from the floor to run against ACB Board of Directors candidate Doug Powell? Nancy, do we see any other hands raised? And there are no additional hands raised. Thank you, Nancy. Hearing that no other hands have been raised or heard, we will now close nominations for the position of the second open spot for the ACB Board of Directors. We will have a contested election tomorrow morning on Tuesday between Doug Powell from Falls Church, Virginia, retired marketing specialist, and Connie Sims from, I believe it's Sioux Falls, North, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, retired massage therapist and health advocate. All right. We, I want to verify that I believe we do have, uh, if, if you are a candidate for tomorrow's election, uh, please verify with uh, Janet Dickelman that we have both your speakers uh, lined up and Following this meeting, uh, JoLynn Bailey-Page will be sending out candidate invitations, not only uh, to our two candidates for tomorrow, along with their uh, speakers, as well as the four uh, officers and board of director positions that were uh, approved uh, by unanimous consent uh, earlier today. So all those folks will be on our uh, meeting for tomorrow, February 20, excuse February, I can say anything, July 20th, 2021. Again, congratulations to Ray, uh, Denise, David, and Jeff, and Connie, excuse me, Doug and Connie, we look forward to the contest for second, excuse me, for our second position for the ACB Board of Directors tomorrow. At this point in time, this closes our general session for today. We will stand adjourned until tomorrow morning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Thank you very much. And again, congratulations to ACB for doing a wonderful job with our first ever virtual candidates election. Have a wonderful afternoon. Enjoy the breakout sessions. Don't forget that wonderful primetime show tonight featuring eight of the most significant streaming services in our country. Everyone have a good evening. Enjoy the convention, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Have a nice afternoon. There we go. Hey, Tony, are you here? <laughs> Let's see. There you are. Hi. Hey, Debbie. Hey. We are here. Yes. We are, um... 
working on the internet in the building. So bear with us. For oh, it's fine. I've just been sitting here talking about what a morning. Wow. Wow. I still have tears on my face from that election. I knew I was going to be crying one way or another, but it was powerful. I'm so excited. I hold fast. I know. It's okay. It's all good. It's all good. Greetings, everybody on ACB Radio. There we go. I didn't know if my video would stay on in here, but okay. It's all good. What a morning. Wow. What an incredible morning. I am so proud. Oh, I'm glad you you sound so hyped. Well, that election was very powerful to me. I was I knew I was gonna cry either way. <laughs> and it went quite well. Folks that don't know, that's Kelly, our uh Becky behind the scenes. She's just making sure everybody's looking long. good and Support where they need to be. Wow, what a morning. Oh my goodness. Wow, what a morning. What an election. Oh, I know. It's fantastic. Ah, it's, it it's, it's democracy at its best, and it's also, it's also very sweet and telling. It is. Uh, it you is. Know, both both yes. Deb and Mark are people I've known. I've known Mark for a long time and very personal with both, and just in a sense of you build relationships in this, in this world. Absolutely. And both amazing advocates and amazing workers, and, you know, so... Yes, and I think that they will both be continuing to work very hard. And I asked Deb last night if she wins, would she still be helping to coordinate virtual conventions? And she said she's planning on it. (laughs) So we'll see what happens. But yay. And that was quite an NLS presentation. I didn't know who would be there, but that was great. Lots of great updates. All Not, right, are we're you... on video and yeah. saying we... hello to everybody. And yes, this... indeed. And... I said we're coming by here to have a little lunch break, a little. <laughs> Kelly, I hope you baked us something good, you know? I, I yeah. hope so. <laughs> yeah. Kelly's working hard. She's doing I good. Know she's no, working. no baking right now. No Kelly. baking right now. Well, we might all feel so. half-baked, but that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. I hope Eric and others are in the background. Hi, Eric. I've been thinking about you with all this, all this going on. Yes, indeed. Just uh, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. So um, we are... I think having, uh, I'm going to ask uh, if she's going to be able to join. Leslie is going to hop on. Oh, good. Is anyone in the waiting room, Kelly? There you are, Miss Les Mess. Hey, Leslie. Hey, Les. Hey. Hey. I played an auction promo this morning. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I'm so excited. How many items do we have? Wow, we've got so many items. We've got so many wonderful items for tomorrow night. The auction is tomorrow night, Tuesday night. The Diamond Jubilee auction starts at 7 p.m. So that's exciting. It is. Um, all of our regular regular auctioneers are back. We have one new describer this year, so that's so cool. Mika White is going to be oh, cool. So that's fun. Um, we got the dual president and immediate past again, Dan and Kim. All right. Michael Garrett, the Rev. Michael Garrett, and mm-hmm. Zelda from North Dakota. Good. And, nice. Uh, Jeff Tom, our Californian, and our, our Hawaii to in the evening, and then I'll come back and say goodnight. So it's going to be exciting. We Great. have 100, 101 items, 101 to 189. So, 
it's exciting. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So each I'm, I'm excited. There's a there's a fantastic quilt that's up for auction. There year. is. Your oh. wife has made a wonderful quilt. Nancy Becker's made a blank. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, there's a couple other ones. I I I some of us from ACB Media have an item in there and they uh, do. Rick yes, and I yes. have an item. Yeah. And, Rick yeah. and you and Jason and um Jeff. Jeff. Thank you all for donating. Together and got the Zoom Pop P4. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and so. we have some toffee in there. From that's Enstrom. Right, from Debbie Hazelton. Yeah. Toffee from Debbie Hazelton. I think Hazelton. that's where I might do a knockdown drag out over is the toffee. Oh, the toffee man. sounds really, when I was reading it, I went, yum. <laughs> <laughs> so Yay. many wonderful items. I tell you, everybody's been so generous. So the appetizer auction was a lot of fun. So yes. Yes. Been exciting. So I can't wait for tomorrow night and, uh, you know, get everybody going and bidding against each other for those rum balls. We've got. Oh, uh, Rum balls are back. We've got Anthony. Anthony Corona put some in, right? He's making yes. them. Oh, yes, man. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> Look out. Yeah, and Patty Cox from the Greater Louisville. Patty and Carla. Oh, they man. Greater Louisville, Kentucky. You know, Greater nice. Louisville Council. Uh-huh. Um, we have one from Bluegrass, which is kind of, it's kind of rum balls with other items. And that sounds really yummy. So. Oh, man. Yeah. We are a bunch pandemic, of. It seems like rum is a popular thing. And food, we are a bunch of foodies. <laughs> Aren't we? Yeah. Everybody needs to start working out after this auction. That's right. We need you, That's Leslie. Nice for the get up and get moving campaign, Leslie. Yeah. I love there, it. there you go, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have to Fantastic. come after next week, and, and uh, after they eat all their goodies, come to happy hour cardio. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. On Fridays, you know, oh, get, my get moving. goodness. Yeah. yeah. So, well, you know, thank it's you. It's exciting, though. Yeah. Thank I'm you. very thanks excited. Thanks for sharing. And, and thanks to you and your committee, because you all have been rocking it this past you year. You sure Last have. Year was huge. And you all have been working extra hard. And just the extra work to get like images and things up on the website and that for the presentation. Yeah, uh, thank you. you know, it's this a lot of work a- for team. And thanks to Kelly <laughs> yeah. and the people on the staff and everybody else well, who's been helping to make, make this auction a, a success. And I have to say a special shout out to Rick Morin and Christine Chaikin from Hawaii. She has really rocked it with me, um, plus with the committee. But I don't know if you guys know her from Hawaii, Christine Chaikin. She's like a rock star. She helped me get a lot of the pictures with Rick. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, it was great. Well, thanks to everybody that put in the hard work behind the scenes for uh, yep. you know, opportunities to raise some money for the good cause. Well, I hope to hear you guys bidding tomorrow night. So, you know, show your love for ACB and, and get an item. That's right. That's right. Everybody get in. Get in on the yeah. action. I think they will. I remember this group from last year. Wow, it was a riot. It was really fun. Well, even if you're not going to buy something, it's fun. It's fun to see people fight for things. It's like, <laughs> it's like the Friday after Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. And, then, and then we start the holiday auction after this one. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Get no right on it. No rest for the weary for you. No rest for the weary in the, in the auction right. committee. No. You've already Hopefully got me. Hopefully get away a little bit. Hopefully uh-huh. you, and, uh, you and Dan will get some time off. Well, we start in September, so we'll get through this one tomorrow night, and then we'll, they'll, we'll get, it, get it going again. So. You've already got two items from me for that one. <laughs> I do. I do. The ask is already out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, Leslie, thanks. Thanks. And tell your wife thank you again. I, I know Dan has his eye on that, so he might be bidding on your wife's quilt tomorrow night. So I'll let her know. 
across All right. our fingers that uh, Thanks, it goes guys. to thousands and thousands. All right. Thousands and thousands. As, as always, you guys are doing a, a bang-up job. Keep up the wonderful work. Oh, thank you. Lisa. Thank you. And, and great job to Dan and Mark presiding today. And It was great. Uh, you know, another historic day, historic times for ACB as, as we, we, you know, essentially, you know, Debbie, it's been exciting that your job of what you've been doing for years is sort of bringing the convention to people that have been able to listen, you know, ACB radio, now the ACB media network. Um, but now their voice is coming back to us as well. The audience yes. has listened and now the audience is getting a chance to speak in terms of the membership. And so I really, I, I appreciate a lot of affiliate support for ACB media and what we've been doing with those donations. I mean, it just really shows that people care about uh, what we're doing and want more. And I, I really appreciate yeah. that. And thanks to everybody listening Thank by the Live 365 network. We've had yes. a steady hundreds of people listening, you know, we have. Two, two to 400, uh, just a steady stream of people listening on the live stream on media one and uh, mm-hmm. more across our whole network now. So Indeed. it's been exciting. We make it easy for people to listen to now. And Very much. Very Mm -hmm. much. So I know that we have workshops coming up at this half hour mark uh, in five minutes. So I know that I have to boogie over to one of those that I'm streaming. Um, So are you, what are you doing this next hour? Do you know? We're going to bid farewell. I got to start working on editing tomorrow's package. It's kind of like you get one out of the gate and then you got to go in and get every, you know, some things edited. So we have uh, tomorrow, we got some fantastic scholarship mm-hmm. winners amazing students today we have yes even more wonderful tomorrow and, and uh, I, i'll see yeah. you tonight though at six forty-five. yeah we're going to be back here and i think I'm, i need to get the link i think it's mms monday yes uh, we I think didn't so. want to do mms earlier in the day because we didn't want to flood the uh the minneapolis office because they're focused on voting right now mm-hmm. but tonight they're going to be freed up so we're hopefully going to get some of <laughs> them if not i'll wear that hat let's flood them tonight time. yeah give them a break yeah. and then boy oh boy okay great audio description i think the panel is tonight so, that's yeah, right time tonight check us out yeah on so awesome. all right well thank you tony thank you so much for for being with me in this convention connect and great to have a little break with you and uh let's you know remember to keep working hard but not too hard (laughs) so So, time for a break enjoy the breakout sessions everybody that's right that's what it'll be all right thank you